0: Network. Yippee-ki-yay motherfucker
1: I'm dreaming of a white
0: Christmas just like the one used to know where the tree taught listen and
1: chill and listen to hear sleigh bells in the snow. What's going on, everybody? We got another BTM commentary, and it's officially the Christmas season. Zach, are you as excited as I am? Fuck no!
0: This season sucks!
1: I'm stoked, man. Uh, So, obviously, I've mentioned in the last few episodes that we have a lot more to dabble into with Christmas. Obviously, with Halloween, a little bit more limited, but Christmas is going to give us an opportunity to jump into other genres. Obviously, there's horror. We have some ideas that we're going to do for horror, but... The action genre is something we haven't been able to, to pick at in a little while, and I've missed it a little bit. So some of these that we're going to do, I think, are, well, what we're doing today is kind of an obvious one. I think it's kind of hip to say that the original Die Hard's my, oh, that's my favorite Christmas movie ever. It's kind of just cool to say that now. I never even thought
0: of this as a Christmas movie.
1: Really? Uh, well, it's funny because, yeah, I don't know. Where do you draw the line there? Because it's it's the backdrop, I guess, is Christmas, but that's pretty much where it ends. The mm-hmm. fact that it's a it's a Christmas like party at the at the towers and you know but it's L A there's not really an aesthetic going on for the holidays and exactly yeah other than Christmas is an excuse for John McClane to be there right yeah or is that actually I think Christmas is more the excuse for John McClane to be in the second one right because he's flying home maybe this one I think he's just kind of working something out with his wife he wants to meet his wife and talk to her I don't even know if Christmas is really that in depth of the story but. It's a classic. Um, I love this movie. It's it's one of only two good diehard movies in my opinion. One and three. We're not going to waste too too much time. I want to jump right into it because this movie's like two and a quarter hours long. So uh, let's go three, two, one, play.
0: Oh hell yeah! Why does it look so stretched out? Why does it look like that? <laughs> yeah,
1: it is. It's very stretched out. Is this copy fucked up? No, it'll be fine.
0: You know what? Uh, what the fuck are you talking about? Uh, I'm looking at IDB that says Bruce Will. What the fuck is this? I thought this was a documentary about James Carradine or whatever his
1: career. I was wondering if you were gonna kind of recycle that joke because you said that uh, a long ass time ago. I, you probably you probably said it on your first episode, Evil Tunes. <laughs> so it's been a while, but I was wondering. I'm like because I always think about that that gag. The uh, what did you call it? His biopic will be called Die Hard. Uh, I stole that from Red Letter Media, too. Oh, did you really? Which, uh, you didn't know that
0: because you didn't watch it. But Now you could have known that. You could have known that. You would have known it. And, uh, if, uh, but fuck you, because you watch it now. Now I can't steal the jokes from them.
1: No, it's alright. I, I still haven't gone through too much of their material, man.
0: Oh, I would suck their
1: dicks. I have. Well, okay. What I've seen is good.
0: Mm uh-huh. hmm. So, wow uh, you excited for tomorrow, Dave? That's when we officially kick off fucking retro rampage live streams,
1: No, I'm very excited about it. You know, because the commentaries they get a little wearing sometimes. So, I'm excited to shake it up a little bit and finally get into this stuff we've been talking about with the promises of more live stream content. So, I'm I'm excited. Are we are we official doing the uh, Metal Gear Solid Three? Is that what we decided on?
0: Ah, uh, I've been fucking uh brushing up on it. Uh we could do whatever
1: though. That's cool. No, we can do that. Um uh, so that'll be fun. And we agreed on eight PM Central Time is I think the time we got. So mm-hmm. uh it doesn't really mean anything to you guys out there because if you're listening to this it's already aired, so but
0: yeah, plus, uh, I was thinking we could do them all because, uh, the next I'm gonna save up and get a fucking, uh, I'm gonna get, uh, well, fun fact, I was gonna get a GameCube, uh, component cable, the one with, like, not the, the red and white and, uh, fucking yellow, but the, the better ones for, like, you know, more HD tv Mm -hmm. uh the green and blue ones and shit Uh, so i'm like yeah uh, the component cable for the fucking original fucking uh gamecube Uh, i'm gonna look it up how much does it cost three hundred fucking bucks fuck that fuck them and their fucking ass Uh, fuck them uh, and the horse that rode in on them
1: who's reselling it at that price i have one you don't even use it Mm -hmm. i bought one for my wii when that first came out which it oh that's the wii baby but but it works for the GameCube. They use the same peripherals. Are you sure? Yeah, I'm pretty positive. Uh huh. Cause everybody say that
0: the the GameCube one has a special chip in it. Oh well, maybe I
1: I figured the but plugs all fit.
0: Once I realized, like, oh yeah, the the Wii one is fucking way cheaper. I could I could just get that and play it on the Wii. And so I, yeah, we could do fucking uh, Twin Snakes, which you've never played through.
1: What was I? I actually have um. Twin Snakes on my new PC setup, and I have a GameCube emulator, too.
0: Uh, donk! We're gonna do it, though. i would be Donk. No, dude, that would be more fun. I wish we were doing that. I don't have the fucking uh, cables yet, though. And I'll have to get that and a fucking uh,
1: component cable with a USB
0: or uh, to HDMI
1: converter. What if I somehow got you the copy I have of Twin Snakes? Uh... Like an emulator of it? Yeah, it's, it's a ROM and an emulator. I mean, what if I got you those? I mean, could we do that? Uh, I don't know. I mean, I don't see why we couldn't. I don't know. It's it's obviously a pretty big file, so maybe I'll send it to you just for shits, and we'll just kind of see how long it takes, and maybe just have it for the future. I don't know.
0: But yeah, that'll be a doc. Uh, we could do a ball in order, too. We could do three, and then, fuck well, you could just skip five, since you haven't played it, you fucking asshole. And uh, then we could do uh, the fucking MSX
1: games because that's on the uh, the collection too. But we don't want to do nothing but those games back to back to back. I mean, we'd spread them out.
0: Well, fuck you, damn punk!
1: Santa. Well, I mean, because we're not going to be able to do this all in a sitting, you know. I mean,
0: oh, we, we go into we're going to sit there for the fucking twenty four hours straight playing them all.
1: Oh, that sounds great. Um, regardless. I'm excited about it tomorrow, and I'm excited that we're going to have tons of options going forward on what games to do.
0: Now I wish we could go back in time and redo the fucking uh, Halloween Blitz and
1: do all the fucking Silent Hill games and shit. Yeah, while we're at it, if we can go back in time, how about we just not do those shitty Halloween movies? Exactly. We we wasted a lot of time doing those horrible movies. Most of them are bad. Would you fuck John McClane's wife? You know, I, I I don't... I don't know. I would fuck his daughter. But I'm conflicted here about her. She's got that crazy 80s hair. She looks like a total mom. She's not very sexified. And she's got those shoulder pads, that strong businesswoman look. I don't know.
0: I would fuck her. Uh, but do you remember who played his daughter in the later
1: movies? Yeah, your, your chick, man. Mary, uh Elizabeth Winstead.
0: Yeah, I would eat that pussy up. I'd tear that shit up. All day long, dick up a pussy's ass. Bang, 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 up my ass.
1: Did she actually make those movies watchable for you, though? The fourth one?
0: Um, I don't remember much about them.
1: They're not good.
0: Yeah, uh, I didn't hate the fourth one. Uh, uh, the, the next one was, uh, was, uh, turd.
1: Dude, Argyle's my shit, dude. He's awesome. Would you suck his dick? I, it's probably too much for me to handle, man.
0: You probably fucking gag on that shit. <laughs> It's probably got, like, a horn on it that'll fucking stimulate the G-spot, though. Yeah. Like a unicorn dick.
1: What's funny about the Die Hard series, I I still put it out there that I think there's only two really good Die Hard movies, this one and Die Hard with a Vengeance.
0: Ah, That's the ones I like.
1: And Die Hard with a Vengeance was a totally different script that was supposed to be a totally different movie, and they're like, hey, just just slap Die Hard on this, see if we can get Bruce Willis to do it.
0: Mm -hmm. I think Die Hard 2 was originally a different script, too, maybe.
1: Yeah, it sounds about right, but Die Hard 2's, it literally is just, it's it's the Coke Zero version of, of Die Hard 1. You know, it's just not as good. It's so watered down. It's Riverman's favorite uh, fucking movie of the series. We gotta get him off when we do that. I th- And you know what, that one's Christmas too. We could technically do that one too.
0: Maybe if we could get a boy, baby.
1: Because he's going home for... You know, isn't it funny how they ditched the Christmas theme? Because, once again, he was going home, I believe, for Christmas. That's what it is. And he's in D- that one takes place in D.C., right? Mm-hmm. Um, but I think it was the same thing where he's going home for the holidays. And, once again, I mean, you don't really get much Christmas vibe, but you get just as much of a Christmas vibe as you do in this one.
0: You know what we should do for the Christmas month uh, Friday after next?
1: I just watched that movie on our Voodoo account. What? uh, uh it's terrible. It is. It's not good. I. It was one of those things where I was laying in bed and I'm like, hey, what's a movie I can kind of... My standards are lowered when I'm just kind of like on my way out and trying to fall asleep.
0: Yeah. If anything, you don't want to put on a good movie uh, that you have to pay attention to. You want something stupid that you could just it uh, just be odd and you, you know what's
1: happening. And it's easy to follow. I'm like, it's been years since I've actually watched this. If I'm going to give this any sort of opportunity for redemption, I guess now's the time and I put it on and i like this movie's not good at all it, nothing about it even the one part that made me laugh back in the day you know Mr. Jones even he wasn't funny anymore like you know chicken so good make you want to slap your mama it wasn't even funny it just
0: I never thought that was funny I was, I was like what the fuck
1: it's just too much I i don't know it doesn't land for me
0: it, it's its a try hard movie it's like uh, that's a fucking gag that just screams I'm trying to fucking capture the magic and he shouldn't have tried so hard
1: no, it really was. And that's the way it came off to me. This go around was like, yeah, that was a little forced. And also just the movie has to grab any movie has to grab you in its its opening scene. There has to be some sort of inciting incident. And the whole scene with their uh, Craig and Dayday's apartment getting broken into is not funny. It's not effective. You know, I'm saying it with my milk and cookies. It It's not funny. What
0: are you doing at my house? Eat a big ass sandwich and shit. That's kind of funny. That's a little funny.
1: It's. Ah, the dialogue is so weird and and wonky. I don't know.
0: (laughs) The way it's edited is really cartoony, too. Like, uh, fuck the music playing in the background. It never really stops throughout the whole movie, if I remember
1: right. It's been a while since I watched it. The movie's terrible. I mean, it's it's Christmas. It's fucking god-awful. So far, it meets the qualifications to be one of our commentaries for the holidays. Mm
0: -hmm. And wouldn't that just make sense if we did the stupidest, shittiest one in the series first? Because it's Christmas. Yeah.
1: Let us know out there, guys, if you guys want us to do that. I mean, I kind of wanted to make December about movies that we enjoy. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, let's get through the good movies first, and if we have time, I mean, I, I have a feeling I'm going to have a lot of fun personally doing these holiday things, so maybe we'll f- have a little pep in our step and want to do some extra stuff, but there's so much to get through. Yeah. Uh,
0: plus, uh, fucking, maybe we could even do a live stream Christmas night since uh, we'll be off. We We won't have to edit it afterwards. We'll just Uh, Maybe we could do something like that, something we don't give a shit about, really.
1: Yeah, and I don't think I'm going to have anything going on for Christmas. You know, Christmas is kind of a touchy thing, though, because a lot of people do have plans, so...
0: Oh, yeah, yeah. I forget other people exist in this world. I have to share a world with them. I don't like that, but, you know,
1: sometimes I forget it. You know what? Christmas Eve might be very appropriate. Mm
0: -hmm. Mac and Zach are going to do a live stream on uh, fucking New Year's uh, Eve. Oh,
1: I was gonna pitch New Year's. Okay,
0: we're, we're gonna do a drunken commentary of fucking <laughs> Leprechaun Origins.
1: <laughs> oh, uh, well, I gotta jump in on that, right? And then, I, oh, Origins—that's
0: oh, no, that's the uh, remake. You're gonna be the on Turist. the new one when it comes out.
1: I still might jump on though, because I'm not gonna be working New Year's. <laughs> I I might if you want. Yeah, 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 for sure. Um, and you guys are putting these are all you guys are putting those on Twitch too, right? Are you guys streaming through Twitch or how do you guys do it?
0: Ah, uh, we can.
1: Yeah, I don't. I don't really know how you guys have been doing it, but
0: uh, we did uh, Resident Evil Zero on Twitch because we already started it. We finished it last night.
1: Okay. Yeah. I mean, I'll jump on for sure. I think it'd be fun. Um, but yeah, I mean, I'd love to be able to get to a shitty movie, but like I said, there's so much good shit to do on Christmas. We have a lot to to, to go through. I mean, for crying out loud, I don't with all the with with movies like Die Hard. I want to I want to get through Lethal Weapon. Obviously, we have um, Silent Night, Deadly Night 1 and 2.
0: You know what, though? Uh, I think if we do Silent Night, Deadly Night 1, we're not going to want to do 2. I agree. So, uh, if you want, we could just uh, fucking put the original Silent Night, Deadly Night, uh, the, the revival classic that you were on, on Mac and Zach, and then we could do 2. And we'll basically be doing 1 again and 2.
1: Okay, that works uh so we'll do part two um and and who knows if that that always leaves it open to next christmas if we want to do another part one i guess we can so that's that's a good idea because past that it's getting a little ambitious but i I definitely want to do more um if we do three and uh, the rest of them it'll definitely have to be drunken commentaries yeah garbage um but so i'm thinking this is my plan i i What's other action movies? So we have Die Hard. Man, Die Hard 2 might even... I think we should bump that. Like, it shouldn't be priority. Because we're doing Die Hard 1. If we get uh, River Man to join, maybe we could do that one. Okay, I'll see what he says. uh, Because he likes that one. He likes seeing William Sadler's oiled down ass.
0: William Sadler's pretty dark. I'd suck his dick.
1: Do you think it's his best role, or do you prefer death? Death. So, anyway. So here's our idea we're obviously kicking it off with Die Hard. I feel like to do action, just we got to do Lethal Weapon too, right? Lethal Weapon one, not Lethal Weapon two, Lethal Weapon as well.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, even though it's not my favorite Lethal Weapon movie, Part Two is the best. I wouldn't even think of part, uh, Fucking Lethal Weapon as a Christmas movie either. It's actually more Christmas than this movie when you think about it. Like at least there's you you see more Christmas aesthetic, right? Like
0: yeah, I, when I think of Christmas movies, I think of fucking where it's a plot point. Not just it's a backdrop in the movie,
1: but they're both backdrops in this movie and in Lethal Weapon. But at least in Lethal Weapon, there's actually an aesthetic backdrop. There's literally no aesthetic backdrop here. Mm -hmm. You know, it would it would make all the difference in the world if John McClane was coming out here for Christmas. But they don't. I don't think they make it a point to make it like that. I think he's just coming out here to work it out with his wife, patch things up. You know, he's trying to get dive into that muff one last time. I think. Yeah, I can understand, but uh, but at least in Lethal Weapon, you could see like uh, the houses are you know decorated. Murtaugh's houses are Christmas decor, and it's still California. There's no snow, but I know you see like the palm trees and shit decorated in some light. You know that crazy scene in Lethal Weapon where you know those movies are totally unrealistic, obviously. But you know when fucking is it. Riggs when he's running down the street with no shirt on he's firing the fucking semi-automatic screaming uh-huh. like yeah what cop What cop does that and he does that in the second one too where he jumps up on top of his trailer and he starts fucking shooting that automatic at the helicopter with his like chest open like what uh-huh. cop does this
0: remember the fucking lethal weapon game remember how you switched between characters in that game
1: that, that movie that game's terrible
0: yeah I had the dumbest way to switch characters though you remember how it happened
1: I don't quite remember
0: you walked off screen you walked left and then the other character came out
1: because they can't coexist in the same like frame
0: <laughs> exactly they don't share screen time with anybody they both had it in their contract we had to be uh, the star the the most fucking popular star on the screen and you know yeah.
1: and also I'm sorry uh, why couldn't they just had it, it they're just palette swaps right didn't they make Murtaugh basically Riggs a sprite like he's even got the mullet but they just make his they just give him blackface
0: they might have. I don't even remember that'd be fucking terrible <laughs>
1: I think that's all it is. So hey. it's like if they're going to do that anyway, why not just literally do the palette swap right in front of your face? Why have one of them? Why insult us by having the white palette swap rigs walk off screen to have rigs in blackface walk on?
0: And all of a sudden, yeah, he, he doesn't have a uh, really short hair anymore. He's got long hair. That's cool.
1: Yeah, exactly. It's the same thing. Well, it's just now it's just a Jerry curl, I guess. Exactly. But anyway, so we're starting off with Die Hard, uh, I'm I'm enjoying the fuck out of action, man. So uh, Lethal Weapon, and then we'll do Silent Night, Deadly Night 2, and maybe the order will be jumbled. I'm not saying this is the definitive order of things. Uh, we want to def... I think that'll leave room for one more movie, but we want to get some specials, in. Zach and I are going to have to do um, a, a mini little blitz of a few specials, because like, those things aren't too long. Maybe we could do like live commentaries of those, man.
0: hmm yeah,
1: would that be fun? Yeah, that'd be fun. So maybe that's an idea to kick around. So I want to do Pee Wee's Christmas Special because to me, it's the greatest Christmas special ever. I fucking love it. What would be your pick? So what would you choose to do a Christmas special of?
0: Um, uh the fucking Married with Children one.
1: Okay, of Sam Kinison. Which I've been binging that still on Hulu. I'm I'm uh towards the end of season six now.
0: I was looking up shows to like for us to maybe do, it. I saw Pete and Pete has the Christmas special
1: we could do. Yeah, yeah, that'd be donk. I saw that. Um, I I don't know how much. You know, some of these are like borderline. There's nothing to make fun of, right? Pee Wee's Christmas special is amazing, but obviously we can make fun of a lot of shit about it because it's so
0: autistic,
1: '80s uh, and retro. But you know, like I, there's part of me that wants to do. Things like the Garfield Christmas special, which I just love it. It, it, it legit is a good Christmas special, just kind of like a 22-minute thing. And it's it's so good. I like it. There's nothing to make fun of about. And then we got a recommendation to do the classic family home entertainment, you know, the Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeers and stuff like that. And we even, I think we bounced that back and forth like a year or two ago. I would love to do a couple of those. This might be a bit ambitious, but... It might not be so bad if we do them via, via live, a live stream. That would be a good, like, two birds and one stone thing, I think, you know? Well, we could. Uh, the South Park Christmas special be good uh, for the first season. That would be cool. Fuck, man. So, if we're considering that these these TV Christmas specials are... With the exception of, like, Pee Wee. I think that was, like, an hour, so it's, like, 50 minutes long. But things like South Park, uh, Maryville Children, and or something like Garfield or whatever. These are, like, 22 minutes when you take out the commercials. They're not very long. We could literally do um, a live stream and do, like, three or four, you know, and just shoot the shit. Mm-hmm. That would be pretty fucking cool, man. So, and I think in post, would we... You think we'd be able to... Maybe not on Twitch, because Twitch it just automatically uploads it the way it is. Or would we be able to splice them up for YouTube into different videos or would we have to like start new sessions for each one? How would we do that?
0: I don't know. We could
1: record the audio though, for podcast version. Yeah. Cause I don't know if we're going to be able to get away with video on that shit too. Cause I don't know if we want to fuck it up, but I reapplied for our YouTube partnership, everybody. uh, Cause our, our 30 days of fucking YouTube prison are up as of yesterday uh, recording this. So, Not that I give a fuck about what YouTube thinks, but just for the sake of of the listenership and, uh, you know, keeping our net as wide as possible cast, uh, I obviously did it. And it's just going to be a bot that's going to either deny us or approve us, just like the one that fucking took us down. And I bet you it'll even approve us, but um, we might just have to be careful on some of that shit, though. Um, But the the jury's still out on how Twitch works, you know? Mm Mm-hmm. We need to, like, do some research and check out other Twitch channels and see what we what people get away with there. May, we don't even, we're not even asking to get away with more than we should. We just want to be able to use fair use because YouTube doesn't even let you use fair use, right? Mm-hmm. Like, we get dinged and flagged and fucking, uh, shit, that's totally fair play to use. Um, remember our shit was getting pulled down because they, they tracked two seconds of muffled audio in the background while somebody was taking a breath and not talking. Like, how do they pick this up? And even, even if they do, we're allowed to use so many seconds of audio, right? Mm-hmm. And we're not even using video. You have all these big YouTube channels with millions and millions of subscribers, you know, that, uh, that pretty much make their living off that channel. Awesome. And sh- Nostalgia critic. I mean, he's got it down to a science, right? Where he, cuts to a frame of him talking about it he'll go and play a clip of the show or the movie and he'll play just enough time like 10 seconds and he'll go back he'll go back again show just enough you know what I'm saying mm-hmm. they don't fucking get taken down
0: exactly and uh, that's the thing uh, with YouTube is you
1: just can't trust them
0: they, fu- they fucking uh, they take you down and they fucking uh, they spit on you when you're down and, uh, they fucking to stop your uh, your face in the ground in the dirt
1: we are gonna take you down Exactly. Dude, I found this uh company that makes t-shirts and um Paul Bear Express is the website. First Paul production. Bear. Uh, oh, my undertaker. <laughs> yeah, undertaker. He's dead, RIP. Hey, that's fitting, right? RIP. Exactly. But anyway, this uh this this t-shirt company, I'm not pitching, they don't sponsor us or nothing like that, but dude, they make some good shit and they were getting some good reviews, and I I discovered them through um, some people on Instagram I follow that have a lot of followers that were like, fuck yeah, these shirts are awesome, and uh, and uh I like that because I can see them in their little videos and shit, and I can see how the quality are, you know, the quality is, and I don't like buying stuff sight unseen online because I don't, I'm really particular about shirts. Anyway, they have this uh trick-or-treat Sammy Kerr raglan baseball tee, three-quarter sleeve, it looks fucking bitchin', and, uh, I would really like to get it.
0: You want to get it and use it as a cum rag?
1: Oh, absolutely. As my rag, my little rag man. Yeah.
0: Your rag man. Exactly. They should make a cum rag that says rag man on
1: it. Yeah. I would cum. So there's little Mary Elizabeth Winstead or the actress rather. And that's not really her, but she could not save part four or five. And it's funny because I remember when I saw Die Hard 4 in the theaters, Man, that was one of the biggest crimes against humanity in the um, the whole era where they were neutering these movies like that should have been R and they were making them PG-13. You know, that was a big trend.
0: Oh, that it's even worse than that. I heard that uh, that movie was actually shot as PG-13 and they added Fox to the movie to make it R for uh, the DVD.
1: Oh, is that what they did? That's what I heard. <laughs> oh, so I saw the movie and I'm like, what the hell is this? There's no violence. And not only that, they substituted... It's like, okay, if we can't have an R rating, we might as well ditch the concept of it being gritty like the first one because it, we're going to have to cut out of the violence. We might as well turn it to a CGI-fest superhero movie. And that's kind of what they did because there's no language, there's no g- gun, there's no blood, there's no violence, and John McClane's just, just this fucking superhuman. Mm-hmm. A lot of CGI, he's like hanging off fucking jets, uh, and he's not getting a scratch on him. It's... It's everything that this John McClane isn't cuz this one is, is Mr. Everyman. That's why we like him so much and you know they credit this movie with creating the modern action movie, right? And uh, uh he's one of the greatest anti-heroes ever, right? And you know, he's not he's very imperfect. He's not like in amazing shape. He's an average Joe. He's got a receding hairline. He's got an alcohol problem. He's a boozer. He's- he makes shitty fucking music under the name Bruno he does <laughs> you think you think in this re- in this universe he does too probably I wonder if we need to watch his fucking spinoff movie Bruno that'd be good oh okay Bruno sucks man I hate that movie that's a great fun- yeah, you need to go back and watch it I'll give it another shot we should do a commentary for it and I'll give it another shot because uh, may- you know sometimes when the audience that you see a movie with can kind of make or break or sometimes uh, impact the way you feel about it
0: exactly
1: yeah I saw this movie man and it was so polarizing. Everybody was being very quiet. You could hear a pin drop.
0: They would have been fucking weirded out by me laughing my ass off at that movie.
1: And I, I think I've told you before, though. We are watching Bruno, and what is that one scene where... Is there not, like, a, another like guy-on-guy guy scene where they're getting kind of sexual, kind of like, in Borat, where it's getting kind of gross?
0: Uh, it's been a while since i see seen it, but maybe...
1: There was one scene kind of like that, only with, like, two guys. I don't really recall it. But anyway... When we go, when I sit down to check out that film, in walks two adults and behind them, like little lemmings, is about like seven small children. <laughs> yeah, he's told us that. Like, what the fuck were they thinking? And I'm like, and I'm just thinking, what is going on here? All right. Like, maybe these guys saw uh, Borat and they're like, oh, there's nothing wrong with anti Semitic humor. That's fine. This will be just more of that. <laughs> I don't know what they were thinking, but they all sit down and they were sticking it out for quite a bit and i'm like wow at what point are they gonna fucking leave um it was during this one scene in the middle where it was something it was a big climb really gross scene like it was fucking like this is ridiculous and i just watched them get up and they all shuffled out like they hit their breaking point
0: oh fuck them i would have forced the kids to watch like this is the shit you gotta watch you know uh and that fucking barney shit
1: I might even want to watch Borat sometime now that the... Because I got sick of that. You know, the hype was so crazy for that. You know, it's like you just don't want to fucking look at Borat. You don't want to look at anything related to the character. Everybody's doing very nice and all that stupid... Everyone won't shut the fuck up about it. Now I feel like uh, maybe I should go back and relive it. Because I got to give it credit. When I first saw Borat, I saw it opening night with a buddy. And we never laughed so hard in our fucking lives in a theater, to be honest with you. It was so funny. And so opening night... Obviously, uh, we just showed up like everybody else did. It wasn't quite the phenomenon it was until obviously the week after. Uh, but, dude, I remember my buddy, he was a set guy. I thought he was going to have a heart attack. He could not fucking breathe. He was about to vomit. He was laughing so hard, which is only making me laugh even fucking harder. It was ridiculous. And that movie was nonstop. I remember uh, even at the beginning man he was losing his shit everybody in the theater was losing their shit like the uh, the the festival like oh quick kill the Jew egg remember the thing and they're beating oh, yeah. it mm-hmm. I mean it was just nonstop. stop so it's too bad his career didn't quite uh, hit that level again
0: uh, you can't do that forever you gotta stop but he he did it again somehow he, he came back and made that show which is already out on DVD no Blu-ray by the way
1: that's fucking weird Yeah. I mean, I get it when some things don't come out on 4K Blu-ray, but not even Blu-ray?
0: Yeah, the new season of uh, Curb Your Enthusiasm only came out on DVD, too. That's fucking whack. And it it screams like, oh, I know why, because they're probably going to put out a box set with all of them on Blu-ray at some point. Okay. Even though there's really no fucking reason to put the first couple seasons on Blu-ray, because they weren't shot in HD.
1: It's just... I can understand it being a – it's kind of a crapshoot releasing any home video – I'm sorry, television on any kind of like home release because I don't know about you, but I kind of gave up on buying television series uh, on physical media because to me those are totally fine on something like Vudu and they're always going to end up streaming somewhere. You know, I don't know. I just – I hate the idea of multiple discs. If I want to binge watch something and having to get up and put in discs, you'd think they'd be able to put – every fucking episode of, like, Kirby Enthusiasm on one Blu-ray at this point.
0: Are you so lazy, baby?
1: I don't... Dude, I am. Absolutely. If only they would um, lower the fucking prices on The Simpsons on Vudu. I keep looking whenever we have a holiday to see if maybe they run those on sale, and they don't. I have the first ten seasons of The Simpsons on DVD, old school in my closet. That's really all I care about It's really the first eight or nine, but ten's alright. And... I can't watch them man because I have to go through those packaging and they're kind of a pain to open and then there are each four discs and each one's got like five or six episodes on it and the show's so watchable you were going to get up and have to put in discs again it's worth it I want to own them digitally those I do but they're they're fucking 20 to 30 dollars a season they're ridiculous That's fucking autism you can buy the DVDs for like 9.99 mm-hmm. It's like, and I can't, I mean, if they mark them down to 15, I might double dip and I might just go ahead and get them. It's like, and I might not get all of them, but I might get a few of them, but I can't justify.
0: When I got Voodoo for fucking uh, 9.6, 9, I'm like, oh, the Simpsons are on there. I can watch uh, like season five. Uh, I got it to like season four. And then I'm like, yeah,
1: I can watch those. And oh, it's just the fucking new season. Oh, they, they stream the new one for free? Yeah. Yeah, you don't want to watch. I mean, to me, it's just. I'm not saying it's not watchable, but it's just it's forgettable. It it kind of it kind of falls into it gets lost in the shuffle of every Family Guy episode and everything else that's ripped it off and all the other shows. It's nothing special. But you can't touch see you can't touch The Simpsons in its peak, in its prime. I mean in my opinion. It's too hot to handle. Too, too cold, cold to hold. You call the ghost buses and the Ant Control? Yeah. <laughs> Had him throw in a pot for a bunch of children while all the while the slime was under the building. Dude, that's, a, that's the best example of a, of a movie where it's like, okay, Bobby Brown, uh, we want you to write a soundtrack theme, and you gotta write it about the movie. Mm-hmm. Like, does he get, and we're gonna give you an advanced copy, get inspired. And he literally just verbatim raps about the plot of the story. You know, it literally. They probably gave him a fucking synopsis. In, I don't know, in the fucking chorus, he said, and, and the thing is, is the, the, the actual lyrics don't flow. They don't make sense in the context of a song. You have to see the movie for it to even kind of under be understandable. Like he says, uh, out of nowhere, had him throwing a party for a bunch of children. Okay. He's referencing the opening scene where they're doing a birthday party. that is that a really a relevant point to the movie? And he, that's in the chorus of the song. <laughs> and then how does that how does that line have anything to do with the following line while all the while the slime was under the building? Like, OK, great. I mean, the slime was under that building since while they were fighting Gozer, if you want to get technical. I mean, it's been there for fucking years and years. It's all the
0: negative energy, baby.
1: I know. Oh, my God. Fuck. Hey, I'm making it official right now. If Zach's down for New Year's, man. We got to do Ghostbusters, too.
0: Hell yeah, why?
1: Because it's a New Year's movie. Oh, yeah. Remember? All right, let's do it, babe. We haven't done the fucking original, so here we are doing the sequel first. You know what's funny, though? Well, we always do that. You know what's funny, though, is technically the movie crosses over Christmas. Oh, yeah. Do you remember that one scene, the montage scene, where they're back in business, and it's just like in the montage, and it shows them uh, running down the streets, and they got Santa hats on? (laughs) <laughs> yeah it's just one shot it's one shot just to imply that okay it's gone over the course of months you know because they're back in business but I'd say it's definitely heavier on New Year's because the climax of the movie is New Year's right everybody's singing there at Times Square and uh but uh, fuck man and I love that movie so much and I can talk about I could talk about Ghostbusters too and how I feel about it compared to the first one you know what's gonna happen if we do that we're gonna get fucking Antoine and his cousin uh, why the fuck you like this movie the, the first one's better Mario and Luigi? Yeah, Mario yeah. and... Uh, it, I don't care, man. So, that's funny. Maybe that can be... Oh, fuck. You guys are gonna be doing... Um, You guys are gonna be doing a live stream on... Um, what's it called? At uh, Mac and Zach, so. Oh, yeah. Well, we can record it and release it, though. Yeah. On uh, New Year's. We'll figure something out, because, yeah, I think that's the per... How many New Year's movies are there? Uh, New Year's Evil. Oh, okay. <laughs> Okay, that's it? What else? That's all I can think of on top of my head. So, that's decided. So, we gotta squeeze that in. And that's technically December too, man. See, we got a fucking big plate on our hands, but I think we... What if fucking New Year's falls on Wednesday? That'd be donk. That'd be great, regardless. I mean... Oh, you mean it'll be donk because it's less work for us? Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, regardless, I think we uh, solved a big issue with the, the Christmas specials thing and us doing that via live stream. I think that's a great idea, so oh it'll be fun man i'm excited and technically new year's is two days too you got new year's eve and new year's day okay yeah yeah you're right okay so that could be january yeah it doesn't matter we got we'll got some time so we'll have to put it up on one of them
0: yeah it doesn't fucking matter stop with your autism trying to fucking make me think it matters but it doesn't try to fucking you're trying to back me into a corner is what you're trying to do trying to make me look like a fucking fool on this show you guys will
1: take what we give you and you're gonna like it no matter what day you get it. You hear
0: Exactly. It? Exactly. You got it? Oh, yeah. Dank. That's dank. Look at his fucking uh, permed mullet. That's dank. I would fucking comment it. The Germans. Yeah. So... What made you think of that? Because they're German. I don't know. Oh, oh, were you quoting fucking the pest?
1: Yeah, I was. <laughs> <laughs> and I... <laughs> And we still have, that is the oldest movie that's still in our box, by the way, our queue. I don't know if that's
0: the oldest one. I think uh, Halloween 3 has been in there longer.
1: Oh, really? See, we, uh, we put our, our top movies that we gotta do in a, in a Dropbox queue. And that, and when we, when we finish a movie, we, we delete it out of the box, obviously. And I still fucking stare at the pest. I'm like, mm-hmm. here's, when are we gonna do the pest?
0: We, we wanted to do it with fucking, uh, Mac. Yeah. Which reminds me, are we going to have back on to do fucking uh, Side Night Daily Night 2, like we originally planned? The the the, the future. Back in the... We, it, it was fucking written in the stones. I would...
1: I, I would do that if I, if we do that. Can we get a fourth person, too? Like we did with Josh? Remember that? What movie did we do? Or was Mac and was it Josh James and Me and You? Or was it Todd? Riverman, Todd. sorry. I doxed him. I would like it to be a fatal four way because I th- I feel like when Mac's on and we have a fourth person it works very well because it, it it makes it very balanced to me it does. Oh, uh, we could just tell Mac to not do the
0: autistic thing, and, and then I won't do it too.
1: You know, well, Mac Mac did his thing uh, when we did what movie was that by the way where we had River on Mac on? Ah, uh, fucking uh, Return of the Dead Two. Okay, when we did Return of the Dead Two. Max sort of did that same thing he did when I first met him. He had never talked to Riverman, and he was—I don't know—he was just—he was very different. It was like it was very balanced. It was very cool. So
0: he was not autistic.
1: Yeah, yeah. He had he had a few IQ points increased. Um, no, but it, it's very interesting, man. So we still have to. Did we ever release that classic ghost episode?
0: No, we got to. We we could we could do the intro after this if you want.
1: Okay, yeah, we'll we'll do that. And um, so you guys if you guys hear that, you guys will hear Mac sort of as Zach would put it non-autistic.
0: Hey, you're going to it's going to be a spooky fucking uh, Christmas. And if you did if you uh li- like say you went back and listened to that fucking deep end recently like, oh, I just listened to those stories again. I don't need to hear. You need to hear it baby because we we talked about most shit. And uh, you get to hear my original reaction to his stories. And uh, fucking back, uh, we, we talked about dreams. We talked about dreams we had as kids. We, there was other things we talked about. It wasn't just going to be fucking ghosts, baby. It was going to be uh, just everything creepy.
1: So it does have something different to offer than what ended up on the deep end then? Mm-hmm. All right. Well, I'm looking forward to hearing it then.
0: I mean, uh, 90% of it's all the stuff that was on the deep end, though.
1: Yeah. But it's still donk. And we get we get Mac stuff too, which he wasn't on the deep end, so that'd be cool.
0: You get that extra autistic feel with Mac, but he's not being autistic. He's not. It's his uh, natural autism, not his, uh, you know, pumped up, trumped
1: up uh, autism. So, and uh, sometime this week, uh, if I get a wild hair, even tomorrow, but by Friday, and I've said it for the last month, and I got to do it. I want to do a deep end episode and I had a really cool idea. I mean, I've got a couple of really good ideas. I just don't know how applicable they are at this time, but, uh, Oh, we need to
0: find somebody who saw his parents get murdered by Santa Claus. That would be perfect. And talk to him.
1: <laughs> no, you know what's funny though. I would really like to. I wish I could just interview Zach, everybody like the real Zach, like have a candid interview. Like I want, I want to crack you open, baby.
0: Yeah. What were we talking about? Uh, Fuck it. Uh, how big my dick is.
1: No, no, see, that's what I'm saying. I want to break you. I want to really fucking dive in. I want to find out Zach. I want to go beneath the autism. Exactly. <laughs> you know, exactly. I, want to, I want to go underneath it all. And, uh, you know, what's funny is I think that would be very interesting to people that listen to this show. Right. I think it would. I mean, I'm not saying you have to. But I think that'd be very cool to do. That's like an in-depth, serious like. Uh, a-
0: actually, really, we don't need to because if you listen to the fucking first episode of and you you pretty much hear uh, me uh,
1: in real form. Oh, but we just got a we just got a piece of you though. I want to I want to hear about. We want to know Zach. All you through. you
0: you saw the fucking complete naked picture. I I went full uh, autistic like I never do on the show. I fucking I
1: started crying as shit. Well, regardless. I want everybody out there to hold me accountable because I'm saying it right now. Zach, let's, let's, I want to do a deep end, deep end this week. Um, so hopefully have that out. Uh, hopefully man, the weekend. See, I'm
0: afraid we're going to sit down to record it and then I'm going to have a hard time fucking breaking
1: character. Well, we'll fill the water. And if that's going that way, I'll be like, all right, man, I'll see you next week. I'll just do this myself. <laughs> Dude, cause oh, I have an episode. The episode I've been wanting to do for a few months now is super fucking heavy and I don't, I'm, it's, it's super hard to talk about. And I, I've actually, you know, at a loss for, no, I'm not at a loss for words, but it's just hard to get it out. And I, I don't know how to angle it because it's tricky because it doesn't, it's not just, Involving myself, it involves other people, which makes it, you know, kind of like I said, tricky, Um, Mm -hmm. like basically the big picture of what I need to talk about is very, 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 very interesting. But I might have to take an entire portion of that bigger picture and not even discuss it because there's a part of it that I can talk about where everybody else is safe and it's totally fine. But if I want to tell the whole story, well, then I risk doxing a couple of people, if you know what I mean. So, mm. which sucks because it's kind of like I'm compromising some of the story, but maybe that's the way I have to do it, or maybe tell it in parts and just kind of do this first part. Um, because it is kind of a two way thing. Uh,
0: make up names and, uh, fucking, uh, the, yeah.
1: Yeah. Well, uh Okay, that's, that's, trust me. If, if I tell you the story, you're gonna realize it's very hard for me to make up names. Mm. It's like, uh, it's like if you were like, all right, well, so my brother murdered a guy. Let's just call my brother Johnny. Okay, (laughs) all right, well, it's my fucking brother, right? So I'm gonna figure it out and I'm gonna, I'm gonna do that. So if I can get that figured out, I wanna do that one, but that one I have to really be, it's Christmas time, man. It's (laughs) It's cr- <laughs> You could you could do it like the uh
0: the old school way. Uh I have a friend and his brother murdered somebody.
1: And this friend is not me by the way. Yeah, uh that doesn't work either because it kind of it, there's kind of a running theme here with even the first episode. Um this one this one's much like the first episode where it's going to be very very transparent and deep stuff, but uh but It is the holidays. December is, I don't know, man. I'm kind of enjoying having fun with all these commentaries. So I don't know if I should bring that down with that, but another episode we could do, um, I thought about is kind of Christmas themed that, uh, I have a, I have an interesting way of angling it, but I have a, I have a cool few ideas that we can do. And, um, I definitely want to do that this week. You know what? While you're
0: talking, I stopped listening, and I just thought of something awesome. You know what would be dank for the next movie? What? It's the mom and Mary Elizabeth are fucking each other with a strap on.
1: That is more interesting than what I was talking about. It is. Uh, that would be hot. Uh, I didn't
0: really stop listening. I just thought it'd be funny if I threw that in there. But yeah, what would you give to see that? I would fucking, I would just a gallon of milk.
1: Who's giving? Who's receiving?
0: Oh, uh, but the Bob is the, the strap on uh, giver.
1: Gotcha, I gotcha. I don't even think I finished what I was talking about with Mary Elizabeth and in, in those fucking sequels of Die Hard. So, like I said, they knew it. It was PG thirteen. I didn't realize you said it was filmed at PG thirteen, but the movie's not. It does not resemble Die Hard in the slightest. You know, it it when I saw it, I was like, this is this just feels like a generic Bruce Willis movie that they slapped the name Die Hard at the last minute on it. You know, because mm. <gasps> during that decade every Bruce Willis movie kind of blurred together and he looked like he he had that clean shaven bald head, n- n- no scruff. He looked like every Bruce Willis you know, it just it just didn't he didn't seem like John McClain at all. And John McClane didn't give a fuck. Like I said, he he had this crazy receding hairline. He had a five o'clock shadow. He fucking you could tell he he looks like he hasn't bathed and he just doesn't give a shit. Uh that Bruce Willis was a matured uh John McClane and I didn't like him. Like he looked clean cut, and uh, I get it, man. I would hope to God John McClane twenty years later wasn't still a raging alcoholic, but that's not the John McClane I love. So, well, he wants to fuck his daughter because she turned really hot, and so he's cleaned himself up and he's
0: trying to fucking, you know, he, you know, he's uh, he's been fucking grooming her his whole life just in case she got hot. Um, he, he, you well, know, enough. he's been uh, giving the sides out like, oh yeah, would I take? See, this is the funny. I'm going down a dark path here. I should uh, stop?
1: Yeah. Uh. Anyway, uh, would you fuck this guy? You just gave a whole sea of listeners some repressed memories right now. But but I, I we fucked
0: up again. You got derailed again. What were you gonna say about? Uh,
1: They're all dialing their therapist right now. Like, uh, no. What I was gonna say is, just the movie's got issues. Anyway, and and Kevin Smith in it's fucking weird. Kevin Smith, he's donk. But doesn't it take you out of the movie when you see Kevin Smith? Yes, it does. It does. It's like, oh, there's Kevin Smith and uh, world. St- oh, Justin Long can't stand him in the movie. I think he's a shitty sidekick following Samuel L. Jackson. I I didn't hate him with the movie, but uh, I can see that. But following, it's you know that movie was so good. The third movie, I would have loved to see Samuel L. Jackson in the next one. Like let's continue. Yeah. Let's, let's continue their friendship. And Samuel Jackson, he's always been in movies. It's not like he was ever. It's not like he stopped being marketable. They could've easily got- Samuel Jackson will do fucking anything. And show us his fucking cock in a movie, finally. I've been waiting. Yeah. No, I- I concur. But, uh, and Timothy <laughs> Oliphant was the worst fucking villain.
0: Timothy Elephant, he's fucking dunk. He was weak. He played, uh, Agent 47, and, uh, the remake of the Hitman game.
1: Yes. I saw- Was that- Was he in the remake or the original? I think it was the remake. Uh, was it? Okay. I thought it was the original, but
0: was it a remake or was it like a, a fucking sequel but with a different actor? I don't know, I didn't watch him.
1: Yeah, it doesn't matter It's shit. But uh yeah, I, he was a horrible villain and it was sacrilege, man. Even when they did the yippie-ki-yay, they didn't he didn't say motherfucker, you know? The whole yippie-ki-yay mother yeah. and then it, it's like what is this? Um anyway, I, I thought it was atrocious, but I guess review-wise fucking people loved it.
0: I I didn't take it seriously, I just
1: uh, I fucking knew it would probably suck so uh, I had low expectations and maybe I'm thinking of critics, I guess that's not the same as the audience score, but critics loved it and I, and I just didn't get it mm-hmm. but Mary Elizabeth was technically in the fifth one, but just in the beginning, I think, right? She dropped him off at the airport or something.
0: I think she's in that one with Timothy Elephant, whatever. Yeah, she
1: no, she's a main plot point in the fourth one. She's, yeah. you know, he's got to rescue her, right? She's in the movie. And yeah, she's in the fifth one for one scene. Yeah, when she's dropping her off the airport or whatever and something like that in a car. It's it's very minute, but that movie, I don't know. Like, I saw that, and that movie's shit, too. Mm-hmm. But that one was attempting to be more diehard than the last one was it failed but but mm-hmm. you could tell it was trying to be more die-hard I got
0: the feeling that they were trying to fucking pass it on to the his son and like, oh yeah, the next one's not going to have John McCain in it at all I, I called him John McCain. see that's the thing what if they
1: uh what if John McCain starred in these movies I don't know have you seen that Dick Cheney movie starring uh what's his face uh Batman Christian Bale? No. Oh, it's got Sam Rockwell as George W. Bush and uh, fucking Bale. He gained all the fucking weight in the world to be Dick Cheney, he's not wearing a fat suit. And it's it's called Vice, and it's he's the main character. You know, kind of like he was pulling the strings, calling the shots. And I saw a trailer for it when I saw Creed Two, and it was, it looked interesting. That 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 fucking uh, that's topical. Uh, George Bush died recently. Yeah, he did. George Bush Senior. So I, I wonder if those uh, I ain't gone that. <laughs> I ain't gonna. That. Is that Me Too chick gonna fucking lay off him now for grabbing her hiney uh, a few months ago? I don't know. You remember that?
0: I I would be uh, fucking disgusted. Uh, a dead man grabbed my ass.
1: But do you remember when that when they tried to drag George Bush Senior under the under the fucking bus?
0: Oh, he deserves it. Fuck him.
1: They were taking a picture, and I guess he had his hand resting on her bottom. Like the dude's fucking like ninety five years old. I don't, and he's in a wheelchair. Good lords, let it go. Uh, I wouldn't. I'd be like, don't fucking touch my ass, you old fuck. (laughs) But, uh, you know, speaking of Die Hard 5, like I said, Die Hard 4 was a different animal, which on one hand I can appreciate, it just did not feel like Die Hard, and it was fucking not good. They need to
0: end the series with him dying with an erection.
1: Yeah, that'd be fitting.
0: Or uh, die with doing what David Carradine did. That would be dark.
1: Dude, in Die Hard 6, they, they even ended it. As a throwback, a homage to the first one with the villain falling, you know, just like Hans Gruber.
0: Yeah, it's slow motion.
1: So they were trying, they were trying too hard. And it was still mm. a CGI fest and John McClane was still a superhero and it was, he was like immortal, which you fucking hate. But they were trying to make an action movie. But I really wish people would learn that Jai Courtney's not going to happen.
0: Jai Courtney, he was uh, he was Spawn. He already did happen. He's the greatest fucking uh, uh, comic book superhero ever. You mean Michael Jai White, you motherfucker. What the oh, heck? they got the same fucking name. How am I supposed <laughs> to keep all these people the same? They're, they're, <laughs> they're,
1: fucking, they're the same fucking person. No, Jai Courtney was a son in the movie, right? And they keep trying to make this guy a movie star, and it's just not taking off. I, why, when will they learn that he's not going to happen?
0: What other movie was he in where he was like the star? Was it a uh, Universal
1: Soldier movie? No. I can't even remember. He just shows up in a bunch of shit. Um, I think the last thing I know him from, he was in that Suicide Squad movie, which actually did make money. I'm like, okay, well, somebody just kept your career alive for five more minutes.
0: I swear he was in a Universal Soldier movie. No. Or was it, the newest one. No. Where it's like first person or something.
1: That's Scott Atkins. Oh. Which that's that's really good, by the way. I'd love to do those eventually. So
0: Not to be confused with Ron is the great fucking mastermind that made uh, Schizophreniac
1: the horror mangler. We still got to fucking do schizophrenia act too.
0: Yeah, we do. It, it'd be dark.
1: We got that So, it's actually going to be kind of exciting once we get through December and stuff like that because then we'll have a little bit more freedom to not stay within the confines of, you know, a theme. Like I said, with Christmas we have a lot more freedom than we did with Halloween, but you know, back when when January comes around, we can sort of get to uh uh, B A U, business as usual, and get to some of the requests and stuff. We can. Yeah, I'm excited to do a fucking month of requests, baby.
0: And then our fucking month of favorites. That's gonna be dark.
1: Schizophreniac Two. Is we we did get requested for that, man. So, mm-hmm. and we'd have to have Josh James on for that since he was on the first one. Uh, exactly. But even after the holiday, I want to start doing more action. So maybe we could have a month that's maybe dedicated to that or it'll be thrown into like a favorites or something, or like a favorite action movies or a favorite, uh, technically we're doing one of the best action movies now, but we could have a month favorite action movies that are not Die Hard. Huh. Mm-hmm. Favorite action movies that, I don't know, but I'm looking forward to to doing shit like that. But yeah, I think uh, request month. What else do we gotta do, man? We've had There's some requests we've had in the chamber a while that we've been meaning to get to.
0: Um, There's some in the box I already put in. uh, uh, Fucking, I I spit on your grave. uh, The Ooey Bull movie It's in there. Uh, Yeah, I'll probably go through a bunch of our uh, comments section and just write a bunch of them down
1: that I see. I know we've had a couple of requests for for some reason, that Alone in the Dark movie. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. It's in there. The Uwe Bull, Okay, so... It, they they went as far as to even say, hey, I'll send you a copy. <laughs> they really want us to do it. so I'll
0: send you a copy. Bam! Bitch went down. We fucking hit him whenever he said he sent us a copy. That, I took that line from Uscream. Yeah. We didn't really hit him. Uh, he, we could have hit him. He's in the computer.
1: But I think that is a cool idea, though. So do you think... Uh, I think to just do a month where it's our favorites, that would just be too hard. But maybe we should do months like that where it's like our favorite... Uh, horror movies or a favorite action movies or a favorite whatever that'd be kind of fun.
0: Why would it be hard if we didn't limit it? You fuck boy.
1: Well, because there's only four weeks in a month, man. There's gonna be so much we're not gonna get to.
0: Yeah, exactly. That's why we gotta make it three months, babe.
1: Okay. Well, that's I don't know. <laughs> I don't know, but it's gonna be fun regardless, though. And there's always time to do uh, favorites, baby. And you've, you've actually, we've done some of our favorites here and there. Like, I mean, it, would you say Bill and Ted 1 and 2 are a couple of your favorites? Mm-hmm. Two, especially. So there's some things that we're not going to be able to do, but. Uh,
0: That's a YouTube playlist we could do is uh, our favorites and put our favorite movies we've done in there.
1: That would be cool. That would be cool. And uh, so action movie wise that we haven't, we haven't done much action and I got to be honest, I'm, a, I'm, I'm arguably more of an action guy. You know, Zach, you know, crazy depths and crazy circles of different kinds of uh, exploitation movies and, and different kinds of horror. I have a huge action collection. I love it. I would like yeah. to do, I would like to do, uh, well, for example, we, we, there, we have so much untouched action that would be so easy for me to pick my, my list. I mean, we never did T2. We never did T1. T1 could fall under exploitation also, uh, mm-hmm. and sci fi, but T1, T2, uh, Total Recall with the Arnold that fucking movie's great um, what a uh, fuck like we could have a sci-fi month for fuck's sake and some of those will be in there too fucking Robocop Robocop that's exploitation too some of these blur the lines but oh dude can you imagine a month where it's just fucking Terminator 1 Robocop um, my dick's already hard yeah no that's that's fucking cool and, uh, you know, I'd like to do some action movies that aren't, like, T2 and shit like that, that aren't super... No- I love, um... Uh, fuck. Rapid Fire. There's a movie called Rapid Fire with... Brandon Lee. Brandon Lee and Powers Booth, I th- and it's got a soundtrack uh, by Fastway. Uh, that's a great... That's a cool little movie. Uh, we did showdown Little Tokyo already, which is crazy, because that's just one of the rare times we dipped into action, and that's there already. Um... Lethal Weapon 2. I, I love Lethal Weapon 2. I think it's, by by and large, the best Lethal Weapon movie. Uh, you ever seen... Did you ever see... Fuck, what are they called? Why can't I think about it? Fuck, man, those foreign movies. Why can't I spit it out? Um, Like Old Boy? Not Old Boy. I don't know. Why. I've got them. I wish I could bend my head over and see them, but I can't. uh Mr. Vengeance? No, they're climbing the tower, the apartment complex. Oh, uh, no, I don't know. Fuck. I can't think about it. King Kong. Yeah, okay. No, but there's there's a ton of flicks. So you, but you mentioned Universal Soldier, though, man. I The the last Universal Soldier movie is really good. It's really, really good. You talking about The Raid? The Raid. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah, I was talking about The Raid and Raid 2. Those are really good. They're fun. Raid is on Netflix. I've never seen it. It's good, man. And uh it's, it's it's subtitles obviously, but it's not a dialogue heavy movie anyway. It's just all action. A lot of continuous shot stuff, and it's just it's just super entertaining to watch. R- really cool shots too, very interesting uh choices and it's it's a good flick, man. Mm-hmm. But uh, so that would be cool. Oh, uh, by the way, I noticed uh, the uh, fucking Shutter
0: released It's a uh, list of movies that's gonna get in December. Okay. And uh, like uh, it might already have been uh, up uh, the original uh, Night the, uh, Silent Night, Deadly Night. So we know that they have because uh, before it was maybe they don't have the the rights to the first one, but they do. So we we know that'll be out there, baby. Are the sequels on there too, though? Uh, but no, so that's, that's, maybe that, that makes me think maybe, but then maybe they're just hiding them so that we don't know before the Joe Bob thing happens.
1: That's possible. And nobody gives a fuck if they get the Mickey Rooney one, so. Mm-hmm. I can't believe this movie's been on this long and we haven't brought up Reginald Vell Johnson. Yeah. Carl Winslow, man. And it, I didn't grow up watching uh, Family Matters. It's funny, though, because he was in this movie before, family ma- before before he got the role for Family Matters, and I'd be pressed to believe that he got the role for Carl Winslow, who played a cop from this movie, right? And yeah, yeah I, and he was seriously typecast. That's pretty much all he played. It was, a, it was a cop. And similar types of characters. and isn't it kind of funny how in Die Hard 2, he just gets one kind of shoehorned in phone call scene? Mhm And it's really awkward. Yeah, is it only one scene, or does he actually call him again, and he actually helps them with some? Ma- he, he might call him again. Yeah, I don't know, but I I don't I seem to remember it being a very shoehorned scene where he calls him. Hey, Merry Christmas, John.
0: That's that's probably in there just because Family Matters would have been
1: on TV by then. Yeah, and it was a huge hit at the time. Uh, but yeah, it's just um this this summed up his whole career, and it's weird though because people know him from Family Matters and this, so. Family Matters was on for eight or nine seasons. Oh, and fun fact, uh, before they cast Kevin Smith, that was going
0: to be his role in the, the fourth movie, was he's going to team up with that cop again. Reginaldville Johnson? No, I just made that up. But oh,
1: that I was about to say, like, they were going to have to rewrite the whole damn movie because Kevin Smith's role was like that of a hacker, a master, like <laughs> Reginaldville Johnson went to MIT in, in the last time here.
0: Oh, it was to uh, it was going to be
1: a, a secret double of life he had the whole time. We didn't know. I don't know. It it's funny because he's not very hands-on with Reginald Vel vale Johnson as far as a team up, but he's obviously working very closely with them. You could you could argue that it is kind of a team up movie, kind of like Samuel Jackson, he had a partner too in a way. But and then Justin Long was in the fourth one, and then he had his son in the sixth one. Two's kind of weird because he doesn't have anybody, am I right? mm mm-hmm. Mhm. I don't know, but I I like Reginald Bell Johnson, uh, but basically because he was known for Family Matters and this, you watch this movie and you just kind of see Carl Winslow. Yeah. It's the equivalent of, like, if John John Stamos was in this during Full House, Mm it's like, uh, okay, Uncle Jesse is in this movie. Yeah. You know? We could talk about the guy that directed this movie, John McTiernan. John McTiernan, yeah, he went to prison, dog. Oh, did he? He also yeah. directed Predator and Last Action Hero. Did John McTiernan direct the the last Die Hard? Um, he, he directed the third one, Die Hard with a Vengeance. He, he directed one and three, which you know I give him all the props in the world because that's the best two. And you're right, he did he did Predator as well. Um, he went to prison for wiretapping. Oh. Something to do with his wife or his, in the middle of a divorce, a strange wife, right? He was wiretapping her, probably to get some dirt on her because of the settlement stuff and the court stuff. I don't, or maybe Mm -hmm. it was tax related, but uh, I know he went down for wiretap, and he served, he served time, man. Mm -hmm. I'm going to look him up right now, actually.
0: Could we technically be put in jail for wiretapping since we record
1: prank phone calls? No. Well, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. (laughs) Yeah, I don't know. I don't want to think about that. Let's move on. Moving on. <laughs> yeah, we're going to put that out of our heads real quick. Out of sight, out of mind. Okay, so I take it back. I think I was getting confused there because John McTiernan was saying that he would love to direct The Last Die Hard, I remember, because he had just gotten out of jail or something. So it looks like here that... The last feature film that he did was that movie Basic from 2003. I think that movie had Anthony Hopkins and in, in radio. He's a basic bitch. Cuba Gooden Jr., radio himself. So he's he hasn't done a movie in a while. But uh, yeah, he did Predator, Die Hard, The Hunt for Red October. He did Last Action Hero, uh, Die Hard with a Vengeance, and he did The Thomas Crown Affair. They need to, uh, they need to make... Uh, remember that book
0: that you had to read in like high school or whatever... Uh, uh, F- flowers for algernon they need to make a fucking uh you know uh, a fucking uh, a meeting a, a conjoined movie where radio and uh flowers for algernon and it's about fucking radio and he gets uh this uh you know he gets uh this uh, fucking scientist work on it to make him smarter and they can call it ipod because it's the fucking it's the upgraded version of a radio is it really an iPods? no i don't think so uh, that was a joke. Uh, it it did uh, land, but it, I tried.
1: I would think it'd be like a serious satellite box or something. I don't know, but uh, it happens, man. Flowers for Algernon was cool, though. Uh, that was a book I remember reading at school that I didn't hate reading. I never, wa- I never read it. I think the last book I read was Pet Cemetery. And that was like in high school. I I I've, I can't remember last time I finished a novel. Oh, here's a fun
0: fact. Uh, a, a book came out recently called "Suicidal: Why We Kill Ourselves." Oh. And I thought that sounds interesting. I put it in my fucking uh, Amazon wish list and uh, forgot about it. And then my sister says, "Hey, uh, uh, i have a Christmas shopping. Uh, send me your Amazon wish list because we always do that every year." And uh, she uh, she she got worried for a second.
1: <laughs> exactly. Well, just because somebody's interested in serial killers doesn't mean they want to fucking torture animals and murder their parents. You know, it's it's still <laughs> interesting. Uh, yeah. So let me read this here. It says, what happened was he pleaded guilty. John McTiernan, the director of this movie... Pleaded guilty to perjury and lying to an FBI investigator in regards to his hiring of a private investigator whose name was Anthony Pelicano in late 2000 to illegally wiretap the phone calls of two people, one of whom was Charles Roven, a co-producer of his dystopian science fiction action film remake, Rollerball. Ugh. Uh. Oh yeah, that's on here too. He's known for Rollerball. Why would he do that? Slipknot was in that movie. Remember they play. I never watched it. I, I know it was a remake, though. It's got of, Chris Klein in it, dude. Remember when he was a thing for like two years? Yeah. <laughs> He's a shitty actor, dude. Yeah. Uh, He's from Riverman in my neck of the woods, where I grew up, and Riverman still lives. What do you? What do you say, Chris
0: Klein? You know how there's a second where your brain processes it and then puts a face to it. Kevin Klein. Kevin Klein, right? For the, no. For a second, my brain put Chris Kattan.
1: Oh. <laughs>
0: And I almost went, Chris Clyde is dark. He was at night at the Rocksburg.
1: I'm sure Chris Kattan's very flattered right now because there's a good chance he's <laughs> listening to this podcast because he's got nothing else to do. I mean, what's that guy? Where's that guy been? What rocks he hiding under? Uh, that guy, he's somebody that isn't funny. And you know what? Maybe even if he was kind of funny on SNL, he's a guy that's just not very uh, amusing in interviews and seemingly in real life. Have you ever seen the interview he did for Howard Stern? No, he's he's totally not funny. He gets caught in a lie, too. And there's this great story about him and Norm MacDonald, how Norm MacDonald just gave him constant shit and didn't like him and kept calling him out. And he was basically just ragging on him and hazing him the whole time because he was a fucking idiot. Um, And he call he gets caught in a lie. He's telling this fucking tall tale on Howard Stern. And I don't remember who it is, but somebody calls into the show that. Debunks it. That was on SNL. One of the cast members. I don't remember who it was. And they fucking call him out right there. And he's got the just the most egg on his face you've ever seen in his life. And he starts backpedaling, and it's it's awkward as shit. <laughs> um. But he, he, yeah, he's a he's a he seems like a dirt ball. But Chris Kattan sucks. Corky Romano, baby. That wasn't even. Do you want wasn't even the fucking movie. Yeah, I told you that. Well, no, I. Well. You said it wasn't the right take, or it wasn't in the movie at all. Yeah, it was an alternate take. Um, so
0: they put like it's one of those movies where they put alternate takes in the fucking trailer, and you get used to the trailer and think, "Oh, that's fucking funny." I gotta see this. So then it's a fucking alternate take, and he doesn't say it funny like that.
1: Fuck that movie. It's really bad when they they don't even put what's trying to sell the movie to you in the trailer in the movie, and you're like, you're waiting for it. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> um, it's it's really talk about a bait and switch. It really is. Yeah,
0: I remember they did that with uh Anger Management
1: too. Oh, the the Adam Sandler movie?
0: It's like they uh, make the maybe it's like a process where they make the trailer before the movie's done being edited or something.
1: So, what was it uh in Anger Management that didn't show up in the final product? Uh just alternate takes again. So, it's funny how you remember that movie. Was that a crucial film in your development or something?
0: No, it wasn't.
1: How do you remember that?
0: I don't know. I fucking have a weird memory. It's weird.
1: And that that movie's uh that movie falls into a certain category. I don't really have a name for it, but it's... It's just there. Yeah, it's it's a movie that's just there, but the, it's not the worst thing in the world to be just there because it's it's one of those movies that's watchable, right? I mean... Goosefraba. Goosefraba. The anger sharks are swimming in my head! Yeah.
0: The next thing I know, I'm standing over him going, I tell you not to go there. I tell you not to go there. <laughs>
1: And then he, uh, doesn't that Louis Guzman guy throw shade at, uh, what's his face for impregnating his aunt?
0: Yeah, it's been a while. I just remember random things about
1: it. The thing is, is like I said, it's kind of a just there movie, but it's watchable and there's a whole bunch of com, and comedies get a pass from me for movies like that. I don't want a just watchable horror movie. I don't want a just a just there action movie, uh, but comedies, you know, I can watch anger management and it's got some chuckles and it's watchable, you know, but. There's some, those mo- I don't know. There's something about those types of. You
0: ever see that movie with uh, Ben Stiller and Jack Black where they make Vapo rise?
1: What's it called? Is it on Netflix or is it on the Voodoo? It's called Envy. Envy. You got that on the Voodoo, don't you?
0: It's on Voodoo. It's the most fucking. Uh, it just exists. Movie ever made.
1: But is it all right?
0: Ah, uh, but uh, there's a. I got a weird soft spot for it, but it's stupid as fuck. And it has no
1: point. Yeah. Interesting. So, did you buy it? Is that why you have? Is that why? Is that the soft spot we're talking about? Is that why it's there?
0: Yeah, it was like uh, three bucks or something. that I got it on there.
1: I might. I got a soft spot for just their movies, actually. I don't know. Mm-hmm. So we'll see. But anyway, I don't know where we're going with all that. You, know, Chris Katan. I was talking about Chris Klein, and you're like, "Oh, Chris Katan." We and then we went on a fun tangent and gave Chris Katan more fucking. Time that he deserved. That should be our next go-to uh, troll guy. It's, uh, no more Polly Shore. We should talk about Chris Kattan and how great he is. No, dude. See, Polly Shore is at least a relic. Like he represents a time period, and he's actually a good punchline because people still remember him. Kind of Chris Kattan. <laughs> he had nothing. Nobody even
0: fucking remembers him.
1: I I I've never been able to watch Night at the Roxbury. Oh, really? You actually think the movie's good?
0: Ah, uh, it's not really good. I just, I, I've seen it a couple times.
1: Yeah, I don't know. I think I tried watching some of it. I wasn't finding it funny. The thing is, I also don't like Will Ferrell, you know? um, It's not to say he hasn't done a couple of movies that I like, mm-hmm. yeah. but I, his batting average isn't very good, I don't think.
0: We should have an SNL exploitation where we do all the fucking uh, little known fucking-
1: Superstar! Yeah, well, it's
0: Pat. We could get Pat to join
1: in on that one. Oh, Julia Sweeney? I actually kind of like It's Pat, the movie. I haven't seen it in so long, I barely remember it. Do you know what the most forgotten SNL movie is of all time? I don't know. Stuart Saves His Family. Uh,
0: that's what I was going to say.
1: <laughs> that? I don't even remember that movie coming out. The only it, I, the thing is, is the only reason I know that movie is it was on a trailer for a VHS I used to rent. And I don't remember which movie it was. Yeah, I remember that too, on a trailer. Uh, it might have been like Beethoven's Second or something. I want to say it was like... Be- I don't know if I've ever seen it. Coneheads was on too it might have been like Cone something it was a movie I owned because I saw it more than once but it was I never saw an actual trailer on TV I never saw a television spot I don't remember ever seeing it for rent anywhere like the only place this movie existed was on the trailer to like Beethoven 2nd on the VHS or something and I'm like did this movie ever come out?
0: yeah that guy became a senator that's fucked up
1: Al Franken and then he got me too'd and he had to fucking resign Uh because he uh, was fake groping a passed out girl's breasts
0: well she was wearing a bulletproof vest too, so Yeah, I don't know. That that's dog.
1: Al Franken. Uh what else could we do? For Coneheads Coneheads is a good movie, I like that. There's Coneheads is dog, I would fillet their head. Yeah. Senso rings, your cone is too young. But what's a forgotten one though? What else? So it's Pat uh The Ladies Man. The lady. Duh, I don't think I could stomach that. <laughs> you don't like the cavalcier. I drink about Cavallier. Tim Meadows, dude, he's not a he's not a leading man. They they gave him a yeah, shot. Not. Yeah, they gave him a shot. But uh, so superstar, the ladies' man, uh, Stewart saves his family. It's Pat, and that's four. That fucking about does it. But there's got to be more, actually. Wayne's World, but those are remembered. Yeah, the, no, you know, you want that's the biggest hit they ever had. Yeah, yeah, but um,
0: I'm sure there's another one we're not thinking
1: of. Another really massive one.
0: Especially since like uh, fucking SNL still exists and nobody cares anymore, but it's still there.
1: Yeah, they aren't really giving their characters movies anymore. Like they're not. They don't have any really big breakout roles and characters. Uh-huh. But well, yeah, that that era is kind of dead. That era kind of died in the mid nineties. Uh-huh. But uh, yeah, Will Ferrell, he doesn't have a good batting average for me. Yeah, old school's all right, I guess.
0: I could take or leave Will Ferrell, too, yeah.
1: I mean, old school's alright. People talk about it and praise it. I just think it's alright, you know. Uh,
0: I've only seen it once back when it came out.
1: Old school is another one of those epitome of it's just there. I can watch it. You know, it's not hilarious like I think people say it is, but it's just It's just there. It's alright. Uh, mm-hmm. I do like Elf. I mean, it's a good Christmas movie. I forgot that's a Christmas movie, but... Were the Blues Brothers Saturday Night Live characters? Uh, no, I don't think so. No, they weren't. All right. Uh, I I do think Step Brothers is funny. You know, I think that one you know gets a lot of praise, and it is it is. I don't know if I've seen that one all the way through. It's pretty it's pretty funny. That was the movie that brought me kind of back. Like, oh, okay, Will Ferrell actually made a funny movie because it is pretty funny. Uh, other than that, you know what movie I just watched? That it, it's kind of a guilty pleasure. It it is kind of a it's just there type of movie. Uh, you know that fucking first movie with him and Mark Wahlberg, The Daddy's Home.
0: Oh, uh, yeah, I haven't seen it, though.
1: Okay, okay, it's just, it's a by-the-numbers, modern-day comedy, it's just there, it's whatever.
0: Neither Oxbury was
1: one that we mentioned, and... Yeah, yeah, I would put that in, I would put that in instead of Ladies' Man, personally. Uh, it says Blues Brothers is one. Is it really? Uh, McGruber. Hey, fun fact, this Asian guy with a skullet, he's also in Lethal Weapon. Remember, he's the guy that's, like, giving uh, Mel Gibson electric shock?
0: Hell yeah...
1: He was kind of the go-to Asian terrorist.
0: He looks like fucking uh, Genghis
1: Genghis Khan. Bill and Ted.
0: Yeah, he also looks like uh, fucking an Asian version of uh, Reggie from uh, the Phantasm movies.
1: He does, and he also looks like he should have played Shang Tsung in the would-be Mortal Kombat adaptation. You know? Yeah. So, um, what's it called though? Um, no, Daddy's Home Two. It came out it came out last year. It's a Christmas movie. Oh, is it? And basically, I mean, it's a by the numbers. The first daddy's home is by the numbers, just try it's okay, you got Will Farrell, he's the stepdad, and he's the stepfather of Mark Wahlberg's kids, and Mark Wahlberg meets him and he's the cool dad and he fucking wants to make his life hell because he's, you know, basically moving in on his family. Okay, great. You can uh, you can tell where the story's gonna go. By the end they're gonna be best of friends. <laughs> okay, great. The second one, it's sequelitis. They do the same thing but make it bigger. Now you meet their dads. So their dads are coming home for Christmas. You have Will Ferrell's dad, who's like him, played by John Lithgow, who's really funny. And uh, Mel Mel Gibson plays Mark Wahlberg's dad. So it's the same thing, but they just kind of did it with grandparents. And it's actually pretty funny. I I'm a because Mel Gibson's really funny in it, and so is Lithgow. So, mm. but it's still kind of a just their movie. But
0: I've seen a movie called Bob Roberts that's listed as an SNL movie too, but i never heard of. it. That's super forgettable. Then, yeah. 1992 it says I like Superstar I've seen that a couple times it's stupid doesn't that have Will Ferrell in a supporting role oh
1: yeah it does yeah have you ever seen fuck what's this I got a Todd and I Riverman want, and I watched this movie that reminds me of a Die Hard type movie cause it's uh, in a building that gets taken hostage it's this mid 90's movie with Mickey Rourke and it even had Danny Trejo in it I gotta find it but uh, we watched it one day on a whim, and it wasn't half bad. That would be a fun movie month to do Mickey Rourke exploitation.
0: Oh yeah, baby!
1: Because he's kind of an obscure actor, where he did a couple of really good movies, but then a lot of just like, I, like what made him a star? He had a string of movies. Was it Diner? Diner probably made him a star, I guess. Maybe because that was uh, I. I don't, I've never really associated Diner with being this like critic, like money making movie. Oh, but people talk about it finally. It must have been like a critical darling or something. And, mm. and I've seen it and it's, it's okay. I don't think it's amazing or anything. It's got the famous popcorn, you know, dick in there uh, scene. Uh, mm. It's got the goot in there.
0: Oh, the goots,
1: the, the bomb. We should do a goot exploitation. A goot. What are we going to do? We're going to fucking do It Takes Two with the Olsen twins. Oh, fuck yeah, that's dyke. We're, we're going to do The Big Green with him and Olivia Diabo. You're, see, you're fucking making me calm already. <laughs> and it's also got The Great Hambino in that. And, uh, oh, Short Circuit, babe. Short Circuit. Well, if we want to do the actual hit Gutenberg movies, we do Short Circuit. Police Academy. Police Academy, Three Men and a Baby or Three Men and a Little Lady, and Cocoon. Right? Uh-huh. Those are like the big Goot movies. Because uh, he was a thing in the 80s, and he just kind of fucking died. And in the 90s, he was kind of on life support doing those direct-to-video Disney movies. It takes two with the Olsen twins. The Big Green with fucking The Great Hambino and Olivia Diablo, right? Uh, Uh And now he's just... Oh, what's that other movie? The Day After that he's into? Like that nuclear movie? Was it called The Day After?
0: I'm not remembering it.
1: I think it was a TV movie. uh, And it was basically... If the the bombs dropped on us and it was kind of like a post apocalyptic thing, it, it was a, a really big hit on TV. But we technically could do a Gootsploitation, man. Mm-hmm. H- how do you feel about Lethal Weapon? Have you what? What do you feel about that humor? Does it uh, is it dated to you, or does it actually translate today? Have you watched it recently? Oh, I've never seen that. Okay, you should watch it. I think it's on Prime still. Um, and they had a shit ton of those movies. But I, I think pretty much you just need to stick with. Oh today.
0: wait, you're you're talking about the the spinoff, like the. The funny version of *Lethal Weapon*, right? Like the comedic version.
1: What am I? What did I say? What did I say?
0: Ah, uh, you said actual *Lethal Weapon*.
1: Oh, did I say *Lethal Weapon*?
0: Yeah, it's what's it called? *Dangerous*.
1: Oh, my, I thought I was. I thought I said *Police Academy*. Thank you, Mr. Oh, yeah, I've seen the *Police Academy*. movies. Okay, my bad. How does *Police Academy* one translate today? That style of humor, because it's kind of a, it's kind of like a sex comedy. It's like a, it's almost like a, a college sex comedy, but set in a police academy, isn't it? Kind of got that vibe uh, where there's a little bit of that sex humor, and Mahoney's kind of like the you know, the prankster of the college revenge of the nerds type thing. But, uh, but how does that humor translate? Do you think? Um,
0: you yeah, know, yeah, it's all right. Uh, it's not what those aren't movies I revisit very often.
1: Yeah, I watched the first one again in the last year, and it's it's a watchful movie, but yeah, it's it's weird because I don't really. I think after the first one, the comedy got a lot cleaner because, like, my grandfather watches them on TV, like edited, and he likes them a lot. So it can kind of it can kind of yeah. appeal to an old guy. And then after part three, Steve Guttenberg didn't even come back. He was like, "That's no. too bootleg for even me." Part four's got David Spade. Is that's like the new recruits psych type movie? Uh, David fucking Spade. But the first one though, unedited, it's got more of that 80s sex comedy thing where it's got tits and stuff in it. Uh, it's kind of raunchy, but it's still a very playful raunchy. It's it's like. It's like your grandpa's comedy, except it has tits in it. It's kind of interesting, but uh, but no, I think we—that's a cool idea. So let us know if we should do a goot exploitation. I'd I'd do it. That'd be fun. Johnny Five.
0: Ah, uh, I would suck his Goot. Apparently, he's in Shocknado too.
1: <laughs> okay.
0: I said Shocknado. That's a spinoff.
1: Yeah. But what were we going to say? No, when you thought I said lethal weapon, you were talking about loaded weapon one, weren't you? Loaded weapon, yeah. That movie's a guilty pleasure. I've never seen that one. It's funny. And I don't know if it's just me, if it's just I have a special like bond with the movie and I, and I'm biased or whatever, but I think it's funny. And, and I, you know, movies like Hot Shots kind of. Is the goot
0: in that or no, what, he's, was I just, he's, okay. yeah,
1: you just mix it up. No, the goot's not in it. That's got Amelia Estevez and. It's got uh, Samuel Jackson as the Murtaugh ripoff. Mm-hmm. And uh, Emilio Esvez is like the Riggs character. I think it's really funny. And yeah, I don't know. It's just, you know, it's one of those spoof movies. It's like Hot Shots or whatever. And it's just comprised of a lot of really funny scenes. You know, it's like it doesn't really matter if the there's cohesion to the fucking narrative that's there. It's just a bunch of really silly scenes. Um,
0: slapsticky.
1: Yeah, it really is. And uh, oh, she's in Lethal Weapon as well. She's the uh, cop therapist. I would hit that. She's in a lot of fucking 80s movies, man. No, but uh, what was I going to say? Uh, the
0: cop from fucking, uh, fucking, uh, uh, you
1: know, uh, 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 Robocop. I'd hit that. Uh, Peter Weller? No, did you? <laughs> did you hear? I know we're jumping all over the place now. Did you hear that uh, fucking Neil Blomkamp wants Peter Weller to play Robocop?
0: that'd
1: be dark that hey, he was asked in an interview and he's like "Like, so who are you looking at to play in Robocop Returns he's like fucking Blomkin sorry Weller it's like Peter Weller 100% he said 100% Peter That's Weller because it is a sequel and there's no reason why they couldn't get Peter Weller and it's not like they need somebody of like insane star they don't need like a modern day face to sell that movie because if it's a sequel we're just gonna see his fucking chin you know, you might as well yeah. you might as well give it to the original guy and make the supporting cast if you want names in it. Give it to the support cast. Um I, I saw a, I, I don't know if it was a clickbait article or or if it's true, but I
0: saw that Pete okay, he doesn't want to reprise the role. Really?
1: Yeah, I remember seeing that. Did he just retire from it? I don't know. You'd think.
0: Yeah, I'm not sure. That would suck
1: though. Yeah, it's like just do it, man. Yeah. So lame. Well, we'll see, man. Money talks, man. I, I don't know if they'd be—I don't know if any studio is prepared to throw Peter Weller too much money, you know, to sweeten the deal. You know, it's—it's kind of like a take-it-or-leave-it thing. I, I'd imagine they'd approach him like, "Hey, man, we're doing you a favor." Yeah, or give him a cameo at
0: least. Let him reprise at least a cameo role as the original uh, prototype version that maybe had to be re- rebuilt with a different guy. Who knows?
1: I don't know, man, but. Uh, Neil Blomkamp's kind of interesting, uh, you know. He only he's had a few movies, and I, I don't know. Like uh, he's got a he's got a style that I like. I don't know if he's made like a fucking masterpiece yet, but his movies are solid. If that makes sense, I,
0: I, I can't even picture any of them that he's done.
1: Well, he did uh, District Nine. He did Chappie, and he did that fucking Matt Damon Elysium or Elysium. I don't know. He fucking pre-
0: okay. I never seen any of them.
1: Yeah. So. I got really excited when he was the one that was trying to pitch an alien sequel, right? A, a direct sequel to alien starring Michael bean and basically continuing off to where the story he felt it should have went from and just pretend alien three and resurrection. All that shit never happened.
0: Yeah. They were going to do that for like a month and then they, it never happened.
1: And it was so weird because it got so much fucking buzz. Like I, it seemed like the fans wanted it and it seemed like everybody wanted it. And Prometheus was polarizing to the to the fan base, and then it, it was it was the weirdest thing in the world because all of a sudden, yeah, they're they're moving forward with a uh, Alien Covenant, really Scott's, and it blew me away because it seemed like everybody was all in. Sigourney Weaver was wanting to do the Neil Blom camp.
0: Yeah, see
1: that I was actually looking forward to whatever they came up with. They everybody that you think would be hard to get, like it's, you'd think Fox would be going towards that. Then they kind of announced that. Well, maybe we could do both. That was the plan for the while. Like, well, we can do both. Uh, we're going to green light, uh, Blomkamp's vision and we're going to have the, the Prometheus thing going side by side. And I thought that was a lot of the, the universe to go around, uh, in, in one, you know, at the same time. But if they stayed away from the xenomorphs in, in Prometheus, that the covenant, it could work. But it's almost like they said, you know what, scrap that. We're saying no to Blomkamp, even though everybody wants it. And we're going to, cause I think, um, I think fucking Ridley Scott put his foot down. I think Ridley Scott got a little uh, intimidated by it. Because Fox, I think, was flirting with uh, the Blomkamp idea. Because he was the one creating the, the buzz and, and pitching it. And I think it was Ridley Scott that probably said, Whoa, 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 whoa. I got these movies in production. I'll make you guys happy. Get this fucking young blood out of here and get him get his finger out of my fucking sugar bowl. I'll put Alien in the title if you want me to. And I'll put the fucking Xenomorphs in this movie. If that'll make you guys happy. Right? Right? Mm-hmm. and me doing that will make it to where you can't have both of them going on at the same time. It almost seemed like that's what happened because it seemed like after that was announced that, Hey, we're not doing Blom camp. They changed the title to alien covenant. Right. And then, cause that, that wasn't the, that the original when he was making that second one it was more about uh, okay we're going to go to that planet we're going to continue the story of Elizabeth Shaw the main chick from the first one but when blomkamp stepped in man everything changed like you know what they killed off the elizabeth shaw character it's like what they they pulled the fucking aliens like what the fuck and she was dead in the second movie it's like huh yeah and and it's like now we're going to load it full of xenomorphs mm. like okay but and we got a mess of a film and I was more excited for what he wanted to do originally. I really was. And I was actually, I would have much rather had Ridley Scott's original vision of that planet exploring the mythos of the creation and origin and stuff like that with that original chick and give us the Camp alien. I had no problem with that. Like the way they were going to do it mm-hmm. was fine. It's like, give us a whole new sci-fi series along with the. Uh, what Blomkamp was going to do because it was really cool. The the story art that he had uh, released and stuff, the concept shit was, was really neat. Not to mention, man, I bet Michael Beam was fucking pissed. Mm-hmm. Right? So close. That guy almost had some money to buy another 40 ounce.
0: Exactly. He probably had a gun in his mouth that night uh, to
1: I've seen him at conventions and he's got the fucking shakes, man. You could tell he still needs a fucking drink. Every, he's probably got a flask in his pocket at all times. Mm-hmm. But... I do love Michael Bean though man but that can you imagine like how much that's got to pick you up somebody like him that uh had his shot at the at, at at the the big time and he was a big thing he was like the next big thing he was like they were really pushing him to be a leading man and and he had a he had a couple good cracks at it and the fucking booze got the best of him and you know uh, James Cameron even stopped calling his ass
0: Yeah He did inspire one of the greatest uh, video
1: game characters ever made though Solid Snake baby but uh, it, so, can you imagine, like all these years after? I mean, when's the last time we saw him? I mean, it might be fucking aliens or uh, Navy SEALs or something like that. But we're talking late '80s.
0: What was that movie you guys did on an early version of B.T.M. The like, where they're like held up in a bunker or something? And I think Michael Bean was one of the characters in it. Uh, why can't I? I
1: don't know. I can't really think of it. I can look it up on his IMDb. Yeah, you should, because I, I can't really think of it. But uh, but yeah, I mean, technically, in 91, he was in T2, but his scenes got cut. <laughs> but we haven't seen him in 30 years, and for, for him to be online or whatever, booking his next convention appearance, and then he sees a blurb about Neil Blomkamp pitches this idea for an Alien uh, sequel... To the original, to the second one, and he wants to bring back Michael Bean's character, dude. He probably shit a brick. He's like, "Oh my god, this is my shot." He calmed so fucking hard that day. So I hope they do go back to it because I don't know if they're going to make a sequel because Covenant didn't do didn't do as well as as Prometheus. It did less money, and because he before Covenant came out, he said, "I'm going to do a trilogy." No, at first it was a trilogy and then i think he said he wanted to do like fucking six movies like what the fuck man let's walk before you run Mm -hmm. you know and then talk about putting your foot in your mouth because covenant comes out and it's kind of a mess and and it didn't do well and critics didn't really like it for the most part and the divide was the name of that
0: movie where i was thinking of
1: oh okay yeah i remember that that's right i was 2011 but he's done quite a bit of things since then yeah, I know he's had bit parts. I remember he was in that uh, Take Me Home Tonight. He played uh Topher Grace's dad. He's in bit bit roles. Yeah, but uh, and I remember he was in that Megido movie, that Christian movie. Which, by the way, are we gonna have room to do that fucking Kurt Cameron Christmas movie? Oh yeah, we we gotta tear that up, dude. Mm-hmm. We gotta make room for one shit fest movie because that's gonna be torture. But uh, it's gonna be
0: dog. Don't lie, it's gonna be basic.
1: So we want to do that, too. But he did one of those uh, those Christian-produced uh, church movies, uh, Megiddo, and it was a sequel to The Omega Code, which starred Casper Van Diem.
0: Oh, I was thinking it was like a Christian superhero, like Magneto. You mean Bible Man, you mean? <laughs> Why would you say Magneto? Yeah, just the superhero Christian version of that guy.
1: Oh, <laughs> no. Uh, he did the movie Megiddo, which was Omega Code 2. The original Omega Code had Casper Van Diem, and it had uh, Michael Ironside. He was in the movie where he played the uh protagonist of Megiddo, the second one, and the devil was played by Michael York, aka Basil from the fucking Austin Powers movies. hmm And uh those movies are kind of entertaining because they're such ham fest. You could tell, dude, there's they're so phoned in for a paycheck. Michael Bean's performance in it, it's like, gosh. There's another movie called um Fuck man. What I can't think of what it's called. It's a uh, uh Tribulation. And it's, it is the Christian movie to end all Christian movies because it stars Gary fucking Busey in the lead role. And this is batshit crazy, Gary Busey, like after the wreck. And his crazy brother in law is played by Howie Mandel. It's, it's a fucking trip. It's, it's ridiculous, man. Michael Bean also directed, uh, two movies, The
0: Victim and something else. But yeah, uh, fucking, uh, That'd be funny to do, uh, like, Bible banish shit. That'd be dark.
1: That'd be a fun... <laughs> the the Christian Exploitation Month.
0: What was the other guy? The guy that was played by the, the guy that was also on, uh...
1: Willie Ames played Bible Man, right? <laughs> oh, was it? Oh, yeah, okay. That's what I'm thinking of, then. W- Willie Ames, yeah. So, what's funny, though, is... I... Me poking fun at those movies is not like a thing at the religion. I I'm a Christian myself, but those movies are ridiculous, right? They're dog. Quit lying. It's just like Christian rock, right? It, it's 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 a market that's being exploited. It's 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 all about dollar signs, and that's that's all it is. And oh uh, next you're
0: gonna tell me that somebody in a Christian rock band uh, hired somebody to try to kill his wife? <laughs> uh
1: Which, by the way, I mean, I guess uh, Tim Lambis is going strong, right? Is this people were excited when he announced uh people were really accepting him in open arms because it's not me too if you try and murder your wife it's only me too if you if you look at some person's boobs exactly you know it's just it's really it's really interesting but murder you get a free pass you know uh not you know baby rape like that guy from lost prophets that's too far too you're done like that guy that fucking guy is cancer man yeah but um
0: i never even looked into the, like wh-
1: like okay. what what exactly did he do it was a toddler wasn't it it was a fucking inf- it was a baby dude like a 1 year old
0: yeah that's fucked up
1: you know and and the mom of the 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 mom of the babies was exploiting her children like she was a fan of the band so he roped her in and groomed her right he groomed her and by, and through her groomed the kids and he's like he roped her into like hey you love my band you're a fan or whatever and he got her to fucking basically provide her children for him. She was in on it.
0: That's so fucked up.
1: She fucking like warped her mind and they, they were in on it together. And she would bring her babies and they would fuck the babies together. It is <laughs> fucked up.
0: I feel bad about uh, my my joke about grooming little fucking McCain uh, daughter.
1: If, if you guys, I mean, I'm not even trying to give that guy any like ounce of breath or whatever but see i can't even remember his name oh uh ian watkins was that his name ian watkins something like that yeah i'm not sure yeah and he sang that one song with lost prophets on a last train home in a day remember that song no i didn't listen to him i don't know max gay ass probably listens to that shit but whatever i'm just kidding i'm just funny i just funny i uh <laughs> i always associate mac because it's like you could tell he listened to, like, uh, Sleeping with Sirens and bullshit right? like that, right?
0: I think he liked
1: that band, yeah. He, you could tell he listened to all that emo stuff. He probably listened to uh, My Chemical Romance and stuff.
0: I listened to that, too. <laughs> so, uh, that, don't make fun of them, because I listened to that. Uh, you could make fun of shit I didn't listen to.
1: You know what's funny is? I can't get into that, but... I don't know if anybody out there remembers, but uh, when we did the Walking Dead podcast, River and I, and Pat, our co-host on that show, he's a huge like underground. He's all about just the most extreme fucking music ever. He knows he knows these extreme bands that have like twenty followers on Facebook, and he knows about them a year before anybody else does. He's he's on the pulse of it. He fucking loves My Chemical Romance, that always blew me away. Like you, My Chemical Romance uh, sold more albums than you. Gerard Way looks like the uh, legitimate legitimate child of fucking Billy Corgan, does he not?
0: Yeah, Billy Corgan and fucking our boy, uh, Eddie Furlong.
1: Yeah, I guess kind of. He's got the hair. He's got Furlong's hair. But... I remember
0: when I first saw a music video of him, I was like, did
1: Eddie Furlong start doing music, though? No, I think he looks more like Billy Corgan to me than that. So... We should probably talk about the movie. This scene's great, though, man. His uh, his perf- a- Alan Rickman he defines the uh, the villain, the action villain. He's so good.
0: I, there's actually a funny story about that I could tell uh, about that dude. Okay, go for it. Uh, it's on the uh, fucking uh, fucking uh, what's it called? Uh, An evening with Kevin Smith. He was talking about, uh, yeah, uh, fucking, they were talking about, uh, back when they made Dogma, uh, that, he was telling Jason Mewes, he's like, this is, uh, the first movie that we actually have real fucking actors, he's like, oh, not like Affleck, he's like, no, these are real fucking actors, uh, not our friends, and so, like, basically, he's like, uh, Ivan Rickman's in this fucking movie, and Jason Mewes is like, who? He's like, the guy from fucking Die Hard, he's like, oh! and uh, so he's like yeah you can't fucking you can't get on the he's gonna be a serious guy he's gonna be like uh you gotta know your fucking cues you gotta know all your lines baby he's not gonna be dealing with this shit this non-new shit you can't talk like a baby like a fucking retard around him Uh, so uh, basically the next day uh fucking uh jcbu shows up to like the script reading and he's like yeah i got all my fucking lines uh memorized He's like, yeah, right. And he did believe me. He's like, ah, oh, try me. He's like, so we started reading from the script, uh, like a, a character talking to Jay. And then he would recite Jay's lines back to me. He's like, holy shit, that's good. Uh, and he kept going. He's like, yeah, I got everybody else's fucking lines memorized, too. He's like, bullshit. So, uh, yeah, they started doing it again. And he's fucking remembering everybody else's lines. He's like, how the fuck did you do this? He's like, I didn't want to piss off Diehard. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's funnier on the, on there, uh, the way he tells it,
1: but exactly. That, that's a good story. I would have thought he was so fucking fried in the brain cell department that he was incapable of doing something like that. Mm-hmm. That blows me away.
0: Hey, look, he's got fucking frostbite on both his feet, like, uh, Mr. Deeds.
1: They gotta go. Yeah, dude, I've heard that. Uh, which is another just kind of their watchful <laughs> movie. Back to that. We Are we gonna have a month's exploitation of just their movies? Yeah, we could. No, uh, no, it's a little too far. No, before. This scene again came back. Uh, you were telling the story, so I didn't want to interrupt you. You know, we had the shot where um, you had the cops and shit by the cars, you know? hmm Okay. So that was like an 80s cocktail because you had the villain from The Goonies. And then right next to him, you had the principal from Breakfast Club. And then right next to him, you had Reginald Vell Johnson from Family Matters. And for good measure, you had the black guy in the far right who technically was in uh, Lethal Weapon 2, so we'll count that. But I actually know him from Street Fighter. He played Balrog. But <laughs> it was this great scene where they're all lined up next to each other and it could have been a fucking poster. Like, Goonies, Family Matters, Breakfast Club all represented.
0: What do you think of Goonies now?
1: I, it's, it's just like Indiana Jones where I didn't grow up with it. You know, I think people that love. Me too. People that love the Indiana Jones movies and stuff like that, they grew up with it. And it's just like, it's like the, it's like Indiana Jones where I didn't watch any of those movies until the fourth one came out. And my uh, roommate at the time, he wanted to go see the kingdom of the crystal skull, which I know everybody ripped it apart, but he's like, let's, let's have a marathon. Let's watch the first three. And then as soon as we're done with all three of those, we're going to go catch uh, the fourth one. So we're going to watch all four of them together. And so I, it was interesting because we had a guy who was a die. He was older than me and he was a diehard grew up with the indie movies and he was going to see the fourth one fresh and against a guy like me who was watching all four at the same time for the first time. So we had two different perspectives going. He hated it naturally. Right. Mm -hmm. However, I wasn't looking at anything with nostalgic goggles and I'm like, I I don't see how this is quite as bad as everybody says it is to me. It's kind of, kind of in line, Mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. That's the way I felt. Uh, I think the third one's the best, because I like the Sean Connery banter between him and his son and stuff, and it's kind of a buddy comedy. But, yeah, so to me, it was just, people are like, it's so over the top and Aliens. I'm like, have you seen these movies? They're all over the top. You just were a kid. So Goonies was the same way, and I didn't see Goonies. I mean, of course flipping through TV and stuff. I saw it on all the time, but I never could bring myself to watch it, which is crazy because I love the Feldman and I love all these fucking people that are attached to it, but it just never grabbed me. I watched it for the first time last year on a uh, $5 Classics night at Harkins Theaters that Tuesday Night Classics, whatever. The Goonies. Yeah, I watched it for the first time. And uh, Corey Feldman, he did a signing at uh, one of the Harkins in my local area. I didn't go to that one because it was on the other end of town and Feldman wasn't worth driving 45 minutes to get to him. Uh, so I just saw it in my neighborhood. But See, you just let
0: everybody in on the, the thing that we're trolling whenever we talk about liking Feldman.
1: I do like Feldman, but he's still not worth <laughs> driving 45 minutes through Phoenix fucking traffic, man. It's just <laughs> it's not, right? To to have an impersonal meet and greet at, at the marquee, where I'm watching fucking fat fucks get their popcorn and their sodas. You could
0: have fucking saw if he had one of his angels there.
1: This was right before he came out with the pedophilia shit. Like literally the next week. The next week, that's when he was like on Dr. Oz or whatever and doing that shit. So I was kind of kicking myself. Like, fuck, man, I wish I was. Uh, I wish I knew about all this so I could be like, hey, man, what's wrong with you? What the fuck's going on with you, man?
0: Yeah, what if we could go back in time and, and say, like, hey, we know what you're thinking about coming out and, and doing now. Uh, you better just uh, know your role and walk away. Uh, we could change history. That would have fucking scared
1: him but did he really want to change history? Because before he did that, nobody was fucking talking to him. He was living in obscurity. So on one hand, him doing that got him trending. People were talking about him again. He was on a Today show.
0: Okay. I like how I just argued that we should keep pedophiles. <laughs> we should save them. Like we should keep them in the dark. I uh, don't let the people know about them
1: now. So let's talk on that note though. By the way, let me, before I move on to that, the Goonies, I watched it for the first time. It was all right. I mean, it was just kind of all right. I. I don't know it was whatever Mm -hmm. Uh, but anyway so let's talk about the uh, recent this week the Friday the 13th part 5 death we had right Mm -hmm. and his relation to supposedly he was a diddler supposedly I don't know if there's facts I don't know what the sources are but wasn't there people I mean wasn't there people that throw around that he was a a diddler in Hollywood that maybe
0: Uh, apparently uh, fucking Corey Hayes mom said that he was like a guy that Fucking came along and, and took Corey Hames' hand and let him off somewhere or something.
1: And what was that in one of the books and shit like that?
0: Something like that, yeah. So it was the guy that played Joey in part five, the best movie in the series.
1: Uh, yeah. So, and he's the one that died, right? Yeah. Okay, just want to make sure. So, you know, and of course, all the horror websites and stuff are posting that, like RIP and all that stuff, and uh, that fat fuck with the picture and him and the fudge sickle, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, But everybody, of course, is blasting it like I didn't know it. I mean, it was just common. I didn't really realize it was like, why is everybody glorifying this fucking guy? Blah, blah, blah. I guess it's accusing people without any evidence. I don't know.
0: But we we love doing that these days.
1: That's what we love doing. Um, It's funny, though. Yeah, yeah, man, you walk off with a kid doesn't necessarily mean you're going to fuck that kid's butthole. Not necessarily. Maybe he was taking him to get him a fudge sickle. He loved fudge sickles. Yeah, he could have been. He could have been. It could have been. He could have been. He could have fucked him too, though. You never know. It could. You never. You never know. Uh, Hopefully, there's better
0: evidence that he did it than just he took his hand and walked away with him.
1: That's not very good. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> River. Riverman texted me like a day or two ago, and the text message read, "Best ninety nine cents I've ever spent." And he sent me a picture of his Goodwill find of choreology. The choreography biography. <laughs>
0: oh my god. It's called choreology.
1: Or no, it's called choreography. Is
0: it really? <laughs> yes. <laughs> because choreography is like dance move. like uh you know the choreography for uh you know steps and a oh. dance. I mean, he uh he played on that word though. He's uh fucking genius, yes, me.
1: Yeah, that's funny, my bad. He choreographed I'm looking at it right now. I'll send you the picture he sent me. It's pretty funny. I'm gonna send it to you right now. But yeah.
0: And we all know how great fucking Corey is at dancing. Uh, it's fitting that he named
1: it. He's got, he's even got the Michael Jackson fucking hairstyle and the strand of hair coming down. Look at that picture I sent oh, you. Oh God. Who would buy that? Look, it's Goodwill. He got it. Todd, Todd is a huge fan of the Goodwill. He loves going. I guess he works right next to a Goodwill and he stops in on, on his lunch breaks and he buys like fucking, he still buys CDs. He buys Goodwill CDs. So it's all the copies of All for One that he can handle. Right,
0: I miss going to Goodwill get books because now I, I I'm fucking uh, I'm babied by the the Kindle because I can read it at night.
1: You said that like fucking uh, Mitch Hedberg again. I can read it at night.
0: Exactly. I I, you, I, I I'm, uh, I'm him reincarnated
1: is what's happening. You you've got his uh what's the, what's the fucking term for the way I can't even spit out the term. Uh, his uh fucking uh his cadence. Cadence, oh. yeah. Wait, Cadence, that's a good Charlie Sheen movie, man. Did you ever see that with Lawrence Fishburne in the 80s? No. That's a good movie. It's a movie that's forgotten about, too. It's got Martin Sheen uh, as a, as like a, basically, it's a military prison and everybody in it's like serving time uh, for doing whatever in the military wrong. And uh, Martin Sheen's the commander and he's watching over the prison. And uh, Charlie Sheen gets busted. I don't remember what he was doing, but he gets thrown in in a cell with these, four black guys and I that's why they call it cadence I guess because you know in in a music uh, line a cadence is one note that's different dun 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 dun, you know Mm -hmm. whatever so when he's the white guy and the black guys haha, get it but it's not a bad movie do they fuck him like in American (laughs) History X though they punk his ass no they don't it's a decent movie though it's got Ramon Estevez in it like one of the other Estevez's
0: yeah uh, like you ever uh, ask somebody that
1: you know went to prison if they got fucked in prison Hey, look at this guy. This is fucking Henry from Blank Check, and he was also in the Last Boy Scout. Speaking of Henry,
0: uh, fucking, I watched Henry too. Guess who played Henry in Henry Two? The guy that played fucking Eddie Caputo.
1: Holy shit! I like how we're playing this fucking connection game. I'm like, hey, look, it's Henry from Blank Check and Last Boy Scout, which also featured Bruce Willis. You're like, hey, speaking of Henry, Henry Two, it's got Eddie Caputo. Hey, you know what? You know what Eddie Caputo reminds me of? It reminds me of <laughs> Keith Caputo, the singer of My Life of Agony, who who transgendered and became a woman. Now her name's Mina Caputo. Now you got to follow up with that. And we're fucking
0: playing a hella game of Mad Libs or word association, whatever.
1: Whatever, yeah. Did we we did, we never technically had a Disney exploitation, but we never did blank check, did we or did we do that? No, we didn't, dude. We we basically did heavyweights, and I think that was it. But we gotta have a month of fucking '90s Disney, man. Uh, and I don't care. You could call me biased because technically I'm a '90s kid. I was born in the mid '80s. '90s kid, though. Mm-hmm. I think Disney live action. I know there was, you know, Matt, you know, uh, Escape the Witch Mountain and all in Parent Trap and all these movies that predated the '90s. But to me,
0: what about the '90s Parent Trap though? The '90s one
1: mm. with Dennis Quaid.
0: Yeah, Dennis Quaid. he. Uh, he I would fuck him.
1: But, but no, I'm saying the 90s, man, was where it's at with Live Action Dixie. Think about it. We can do, I mean, there's movies that aren't that good, but for some reason I like them like First Kid. I acknowledge First Kid's not fucking high cal- caliber art. It's mm-hmm. not It's not what Disney would put money into these days and put in theaters, right? Yeah. Like, their shit's like high dollar quality these days. And that's very much like a made for TV. Like, these, First Kid reminds me of a Disney Channel original movie. I can't believe that actually got a theatrical release because it really is like that. But we could do fucking Mighty Ducks, man. Uh, mm. We could do Blank Check, which I love, man. I love Blank Check. And that's one of those movies, like Bingo, where it's like, uh, he's like a and Macaulay Culkin, or Three Ninjas, where it's like, it's like Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles in Home Alone. Yeah. You know, uh, Blank Check was the same way. They were trying to get, they were marketing off the Home Alone thing, right?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, And it's so funny. I can't remember what the tagline is. I have the DVD over here. I can't reach it. But uh, it's got a Home Alone tagline on the front, but it's such a cop-out because basically in the last five minutes of the movie he sets a bunch of weird traps in his house when these guys come after him. But it's so shoehorned in, and it's like the last five minutes. It's like, what? hmm. Like, this isn't anything. So basically it could have been one of Wes Craven's uh, early films. What do you mean? Oh, yeah. He
0: had like a thing with fucking uh, booby traps, traps in his Booby moves. traps. Yeah. That guy got burned or something.
1: Oh, he's got acne scars is what it is. Oh, yeah. And fun fact, this guy, I can't think of his name. He actually got surgery in the late 90s to correct a lot of the scarring. And he left a little bit of scarring, just a little bit, uh, because he didn't want to totally ruin his image, I guess, which is kind of weird. But it actually, he says it kind of ruined his career because people stopped calling him because that's why he got all those calls and roles is because he looked like a total fucking creep. Because I guess uh, if you have a bunch of pockmarks or you look like a burn victim, you're a creep, I guess. That's uh, bad, man. That's stereotyping. That's saying if you look like a monster, you are a monster. If you're disfigured, you're a fucking horrible chud. That's not the message we should be sending.
0: Yeah. See, that's why they uh, fucking banned facial scars in villains now.
1: It's like that mother... Yeah, I read about that. It's like that motherfucker uh, Pete Davidson on SNL going after that one uh, senator for having an eye patch. Yeah. like well, No, he was a war hero. Just because he looks like a pirate doesn't mean he's a fucking ghoul. Uh, What's that? Now I read the headline about what you just mentioned. Explain that to me. What's are they just being uber sensitive? Like the the English Board of Film will no longer fund movies with villains with scars or people with scars.
0: Yeah, uh, people were saying like, oh, this is fucking censorship, but not technically. Technically, they're just not going to fund you. Uh, There's no law that says that they
1: have to fund you. Yeah, I don't have to loan you ten bucks. I get it. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Uh, yeah, but uh, that's a little weird because it's just like, oh, fucking, uh, why? Um, uh, villains. Uh, it's just gonna start a slippery slope. I think they're gonna be like, oh yeah, uh, no more women. Uh, fucking villains either. You know what, men? Uh, you're gonna have to lighten up on that too, cause uh, uh we don't like that
1: anymore. I mean, it sucks, but we kind of have to get over it. The thing is, is everybody's got their own personal scars or things they deal with. You know, that are touchy subjects in our lives. And, you know, we watch movies all the time. And, like, if you're somebody that's been a victim of sexual assault or rape or something, you know, I, I guarantee you, you've watched a movie and unexpectedly there was a rape scene in it. And it might trigger you like, oh, man, that's kind of a touchy subject. That's what the ratings are for. But it's, well, yeah, I guess. But They
0: don't do that with uh, with character scars, though, I guess.
1: It's kind of hard to to put a filter a blanket filter on all that shit like okay what's what in this movie is not gonna personally trigger me and you just kind of have to roll with it i guess
0: yeah it's just a fucking uh it's uh the uh, you know you take that chance whenever you do anything in life exactly walk out your front door uh see uh but you know we need to stop acting like uh you know maybe not everybody that has a fucking uh facial scar is a fucking villain but every villain has a facial scar that's just a fact
1: zach 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 once again, 80s cocktail, it's fucking dickless from Ghostbusters.
0: Oh, yeah. Uh, I was going to say that earlier.
1: This is an 80s fucking cocktail.
0: And then the the, the chick played uh, fucking uh, uh. I Got Nothing. Uh, I was going to well, try to throw something out there really quick. Like, yeah, she was in an 80s great movie, too, but I couldn't think of anything.
1: But think about it. This movie came out in 88, so we're kind of at the end of the 80s decade. So... This literally is like a greatest hits of already established 80s guys. You know, movies like Ghostbusters, Breakfast Club, Goonies, they had already been out, right? So it's funny. It's like, let's get together an amalgam of all the fucking greatest 80s fucking goons and let's put them in this.
0: The movie should have been sold on that, I think.
1: It's like an 80s Expendables, I know. Mm -hmm. So how do you personally uh, view Die Hard? Do you think it's overrated? Do you think it deserves all the praise it gets?
0: It's a fun movie. I, I, it's not what I watch all the time, but yeah, I go back and watch it every once in a while.
1: It's a super fun movie, and I think it deserves all the praise it gets. Uh, and I, it, you know, I don't think it's overrated at all. And uh, you know, you might watch it now, and the formula and stuff, it might seem stock to my ears. It's mm-hmm. stock, but it kind of created the blueprint. You know, yeah. that's why they they say it created the modern action movie uh because everybody's ripped it off. Mm-hmm. Everybody's just ripped off this whole format because it works so well, the one man fucking army, the every man. Uh it, you watch a movie like Sudden Death Jean-Claude Van Damme, have you ever seen that? Um uh, no. Dude, that movie is a carbon copy. That movie is Die Hard. Oh, yes it is. That's in the skating rink or whatever. It no, it's Die Hard in a hockey arena. Yeah. It is the same fucking movie. 100% He's even got the uh, the contact on the outside, the cop talking to him. Uh-huh. And the stupid fucking kid, I didn't move, dad. Yeah, he goes, because he's, he's doing the, uh, the fire system. Like he's doing like the fire shit. He's like a, a retired firefighter, but he's doing like the fire safety of the venue. And he gets the kids tickets. And he's like, I don't care if... Talk about some foreshadowing. This is before anything goes wrong. The game's about to start. He's like, I don't care if the whole building is coming around around you. You don't... move! Like, oh, wow. I wonder what that's going to entail. And uh, the fucking retarded kid doesn't... I'm sorry. Pardon my French. I sound like you for a second. But come on. Okay. I'm not going to call him stupid, but the way the writers wrote it, man. How self-serving. Literally... The, the building's coming down around him, just like Jean-Flaude fucking, uh, Negro Dom has predicted. Yeah. And the bomb, and he goes to look for him because he's the only one not out of the building. And he's still sitting there like a fucking total ingrate in his seat in this empty arena that's coming down in shambles. And he just looks at him. I didn't move, Dad. Even when the building was coming down around me, I didn't move. Dude, if he, that's what he said. Like, even he was part of the foreshadowing. He revisited the line. <laughs> you know, that would have been great if they would have went and fucking took us further or showed him burning alive. Like, I can't move. Dad said not to. <laughs> he's got half a face. Uh, he's, he's talking to his dad. Yeah. Yeah, that'd be funny. But I'm sorry, man. He hugs his kid and gets him out of there. But if I was my kid's dad and that's what he said to me, I'm like, Oh my God! Do you not fucking know what sarcasm is? What literal speech is? Are you this dense? Are you prepared? Am I failing you right now as a father? That you fucking legit? Yeah, he should have hit him over the head with a fucking bat, trying to knock some sense back into him. I mean, I get it if Jean Claude Van Damme was molesting him or beating him, and he was that had the fear of God instilled in him that much, where it's like I better do what as he says. No, he was a good dad at the beginning of the movie. He even does that, like, sign language, I love you, right? Remember that? Mm-hmm. He does, like, the cross on his chest, I, and he goes, ah, and he points at him. There's that gif out there that's great, I love you. He was a good dad. So it's like this, come on, man. I don't know. Stupid.
0: I think the kid was just retarded, I think.
1: He was the kid from Sleepless in Seattle.
0: I've never seen that.
1: Yeah, i never seen it either. I just know he's in it. Mm. I always thought he looked like uh, the child version of the singer of Survivor, the second singer, the one that passed away a few years ago, not the Eye of the Tiger guy, the the singer who was saying Eye of the Tiger. He like left the band after that album, and they had a new guy that kind of sang the rest of their their hits from the eighties. Not that that's relevant to anybody out there. No one knows the fuck I'm talking about.
0: Survivor, that's a show on TV uh, too. They have they're doing seasons of that. See, I was trying
1: to keep the word association game going. Yeah. Um and then there's that movie Lone Survivor, starring uh, Mark Wahlberg, and he's that's probably a piece of shit movie. Yeah,
0: you, you want to do a, a good Mark Wahlberg movie, the the Rock star. I like that movie. <laughs> Stand up and shout!
1: I'm Thor, the guy of Thunder. Yeah, I, that movie is a uh, another just there movie. It's not bad. I think it's pretty good, but is it not missing something? I don't know. I think it's uh, entertaining enough it's a watchful movie but it's very thin like you want it leaves something to be desired by the end of it Mm. like it's it's one of those movies where I don't think it's long enough it's like give me some more yeah because it is kind of fun it just uh, remember when Brad Pitt was going to be in that movie I didn't know that yeah when him and Jennifer Aniston were together, and he, I remember reading in Circus Magazine, or maybe it was even on like MTV News. Remember Circus? Circus Magazine or MTV Nick News? Big Wallet,
0: Craig, Bob Guccione Jr., what you best up because your dad gets more pussy than you? Fuck you. Get yeah, in the
1: ring, motherfucker. Yeah. More word association going on. Yeah. Uh, anyway, when Brad Pitt was doing, he was doing role research for the film, and he was fought, this was in the year. 98, 99, you know, kind of in that era. I don't know. But mm-hmm. he was following corn on tour to get in research for the role. And I'm like... He's trying. Brad Pitt's getting in research. He's getting in character for the role, and he's doing his studies to to, to do knock it out of the park. Playing this fucking cock rock guy by following corn. <laughs> so he's gonna show up to set wearing Jinko jeans, a jinko jersey. He's gonna have fucking braids in his fucking hair, and he's gonna string his co- guitar down to his fucking ankles, and he's gonna <laughs> hunch down and try like trying to hit it on the floor. Yeah, I don't know, man. It's like it's gonna be
0: going boom. Da, da. I'm not even.
1: Yeah, it's like, no, you missed it, man. Like, like, he probably wanted to follow someone like Judas Priest, but the thing is, is in 98, 99, 2000, the bands that that movie was emulating, those guys were playing fucking bars, you know? He couldn't really get the vibe of it because they weren't playing arenas anymore. Mm
0: -hmm. And some of them even tried to do Doom Metal. Oh, like who? Or not Doom Metal, they tried to do uh, fucking, what's it called? Uh, Industrial.
1: I thought you said Doom Metal. Yeah, Rob Halford had that project too, with the oh yeah yeah that uh, that was produced by Trent Reznor and had John Five on guitar, um, and then no Judas Priest tried to do new metal man when they had Ripper Owens in the band. Mm-hmm. They came out with this, the last album. They did uh, Demolition Man had some fucking like new metal shit in it. It's like what the fuck is this? <laughs> I think there was even like some like scratch guitar, turntable, like trying to emulate some shit. Like what is this? Uh, I about they wish they could uh, fucking just erase that from existence. Well, they kind of did because immediately after that they got back to Rob Halford and like, yeah, we're going back to the true roots and of course, so.
0: Uh, you think they would uh, just, re- like, we're going to erase it completely. We're going to re-record it. Uh, do, uh, to let Rob do the vocals. We're going to take out that shit that we put in there.
1: So, well, before that, their first album with Ripper Owens, they were riding the Pantera groove metal train, right? <sighs> so it's with Painkiller. The last album they did before they broke up with Rob Halford, they did with Rob Halford they were riding the Slayer train. 91, 90, 91. It's like, okay, Thrash Metal's riding high. Let's kind of make our, our Thrash inspired record. Uh, then the next album with Ripper Owens after Rob left the band. It's like, oh, Pantera's all the rage. Let's do Jugulator. Let's make a groove metal. It's kind of tuned down to C sharp or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah, they, they, they rode the. Then the next album was like New Metal, which they were a little late to the party because I think, I want to say that album came out like in 2001 or something like that. Maybe bordering 2002. And it's like, yeah, I think it's the doors kind of closing on this genre. But. Mm-hmm.
0: The doors, uh, they were a band. Uh, they had a fucking movie made. Uh, Val Kilmer played the main character.
1: Yeah, and you know what? Like most, of, <laughs> I like we're playing this game, this war <laughs> game, and you know it's funny. The doors, like most music biopics, it leaves something to be desired as well. They don't. I don't like it. I don't like that movie. You do or you don't. I don't. It. It just. I don't know man they 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 they're making movies and stories based off these really interesting figures and they just they always come off super one-sided or I don't know they miss it's like I saw the Queen movie.
0: Yeah, is that uh, more of a Queen biopic or just uh
1: Freddie Mercury biopic? So it's both with you but Freddie Mercury's definitely the star. It it definitely is centered around Freddie. I'd say more Freddie. Um did you know that originally uh, Sasha Baron Cohen wanted to make that movie? Oh, I know. He was attached to it for a long time.
0: And I, uh, if I remember right, he was gonna play Freddie Mercury, and he yeah, wanted to make it more about
1: like the gritty, the gritty, yeah, like uh, the, the, the debauchery.
0: How he would snort coke off midgets' cocks and shit.
1: Yeah, so he was attached for a while, attached to it for a while, and I would have
0: watched that movie. I'd have been donk.
1: I thought he could have did a good job, and he was talking to Howard Stern about it um, a few years ago about why he abandoned the project, and it was basically because. They wanted to fucking sugarcoat the script. It's being produced by Roger Taylor and Brian May. And... Yeah, I heard they wanted it to like... They, they're like, yeah, you're focusing on Freddy. That's
0: great. Uh, we got to... We we did other things. Uh, we want the movie to, you know... Uh, Freddy dies and then the movie keeps going. Because uh, we did other things besides just Freddy.
1: They're like... Uh, somebody told them like an agent or something. Yeah, so your character dies. Like, oh, yeah, so it's going to end with me dying. And it's going to be this, you know, great big climate. Like, no, you die like in the middle of the movie. Like, What? Yeah. Like in the and the the latter half of the script is about how the, us as a band we carry on like what?
0: Nobody cares about that guy you gotta sing it for you now though.
1: That's that's well just even post that and that's even what he was saying, like how do you let the the main draw of this movie how do you carry it on past that? Yeah
0: uh, It'd be like it'd be like Psycho if if everybody went to see uh what's her name? What? It'd be like Psycho if everybody went to see the chick in Psycho.
1: Uh Oh yeah, the the ch- shower chick, yeah, whatever yeah. I can think of. Her. But uh, I did see the movie, and yeah, he also said it was very candy-coated, very self-serving, and they were leaving out uh, a lot of the the gritty shit. And, you know, I watched the movie. While I can say they didn't do that fucking shit where he dies in the middle of the movie, it's not a bad movie. I enjoyed it, but it was very by the numbers. Like, when the movie starts from the first scene, you know exactly how it's going to start, and you know exactly how it's going to end. 100%. It's it's so formula. It's it's very predictable.
0: They kind of are though, especially if you know the story of the people being told.
1: Well, no, I know that, but just the way but they there's ways they could tell that story, but the way they end it, you know from the very first second of the movie how the movie's going to end and how they're going to wrap it, how they're going to tell this story. And um and they did take liberties for the story that aren't true, like they they make it to where Freddie Mercury um reveals to the band that he had contracted AIDS like before the live aid concert, I think in 87 is when it was. Mm. And that's not true at all. Yeah. That ain't that. That wasn't until a couple of years later, but they, but they wrote that in the script for dramatic effect. Mm. Like they, they kind of like created this whole breakup that I guess some people say never really happened, but they act like they're, they're broken up and gone for a while and they never really were gone. Yeah. And and like they added the whole AIDS thing, like like oh my God, Freddie, let's bring you back because you have the AIDS. It's like and let's make this live AIDS show the greatest fucking concert ever for your fans.
0: Does <laughs> he say it like that? Let's bring you back because you got the AIDS, Freddie.
1: <laughs> you got the AIDS. No, but he's and and it works in the context of the movie where it really makes the the finale good. But like, wow, it's just it's not true. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't know, but the performances are good. You know, they're they're entertaining. Uh it's the casting on Freddie was pretty good. It is pretty good, and he does a really committed job to the to the character. Uh gladly though they, they did um they didn't avoid the debauchery, you know, a little bit. They had enough of it in there. Like, no, it wasn't like X-rated, but they they laid it on enough that he was a partier, he had a lifestyle. They did have a scene where he had like midgets walking around, like a little nod with like uh. the, the tray, you know. And there was some you know, uh, him waking up the dudes and shit like that. They had enough in there to imply. Mm -hmm. Um, but my only problem with, with this movie and the way they do a lot of those biopics is this is a huge story and you know, they sandwiched it in like two hours or whatever. And while they kind of hit all the main things, it's very expedited. Like they don't, they i appreciate that they kind of cover the main grounds i guess even if it's kind of inaccurate or a wrong sequence but there's something and uh, there's some things you wish they kind of lingered on a little longer like we can we hang on this 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 plot point a little bit yeah but they just go through it so fucking fast like on on one hand it makes the pacing of the film i'd rather have a film that's paced a little too fast and way too slow i guess right
0: mm-hmm.
1: you know so it, it's paced right for a pretty long movie it doesn't overstay its welcome and it doesn't bore you, but yeah, they just kind of move too fast through it. Yeah. I'm not a film elitist man. Like I've seen some film snobs that are like of oh, absolutely fucking dreadful. <laughs> like they're like that. I'm like, come on man. Like you know what you're getting when you see this movie. And it's entertaining. It's, it's 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 worth a watch. It's good. It's not amazing, but it's good. You'll like it. What was that song that uh Fraybroy was actually recording when he died? Uh I don't know.
0: And then like uh the the last verse is sang by Brian May because he died before he could record the last verse or something.
1: I don't know. I don't remember which track that is. I'd have to listen to the last album. Yeah. Is that on the Maid in Heaven or what is that? I think so, yeah. So we just kind of missed the iconic scene. The iconic scene which everybody's tried to emulate uh from God, the the movie that makes me think of Walker from Turtles 3, The Falling. Ah, <laughs> but uh they fail that is iconic man uh the whole zoomed in green screen below him mm-hmm. slow motion falling uh there's other movies that have done the fall from the building what about the Joker and Batman yeah 89 Batman that's that one's pretty cool too
0: yeah it's like the shutter speed is like slow and he' like yeah
1: it's weird it's cool looking it is it is cool looking and uh when he dropped and he hit the ground I never knew what that was a uh, eh, 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 he has yeah yeah when i was a kid i was like man is that a is that is that him doing that somehow yeah <laughs> is he like is part of his brain is it like when you shit yourself after you're dead like some of your body's still functioning <laughs> is this is his vocal fucking cords fucked up and he's kind of laughing or is that the voice thing the box uh joke laughter thing i don't know that's dark but anyway john mcclain's wife she cannot be pleased this i i understand why you know i'm convinced that even if he's an alcoholic Uh, even if he's a distant husband he deserves better because Holly she can't be satisfied this motherfucker stopped terrorists you know single handedly look he's got Carl Weathers seal of approval right there look at him smiling like he wants to suck his dick look at him just grinning at him like you the fucking man and this insinuates that okay wow they patched it up they're gonna get back together man he's the fucking stud why did I ever leave this guy the second movie shit falls apart again
0: well, it's like real life. Uh, if you... If you... Uh, you know, sometimes you just say uh, they're good as a friend, but it's like I can't... I don't love this person.
1: Well, it, it, when you start... When they start with the third one... Uh, first of all, I think the third one's got the coolest opening ever, where they just throw him in the van. He's fucking been boozing. He's been drunk in his apartment with no windows, you know? I, w- I might put the third one above the first one. The third one's really fucking good. It's got a... It's got the best, like, cold... Op- it's got the best opening. It's so good. But anyway... Like she like hates his guts again in the third one, and she just mentioned it. it probably
0: it was probably just sequelitis. They probably like, oh, we 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 like the the fucking dynamic of him always uh, chasing after her or something. Who knows?
1: Well, he wasn't chasing after her in this one. Oh yeah, Whatever. he was. Yeah, she had nothing to do with the plot, but it, it gave them a reason to make him the John McClane we love, where he's fucking <laughs> an alcoholic, you know, and. uh Got nothing to lose, you know? Every, you know, Mm -hmm. kind of a nothing to lose type character. Uh, I want to watch that actually tonight. I might pop that in. Mm -hmm. Oh, one last scare. Oh man, he got his, he got his fucking day in the sun, man. He got to do something.
0: Look at the tears in his eyes. He, uh, fucking, uh, that moved
1: him aside. He was, he was imagining it was Urkel the whole time as he squeezed (sighs) that trigger that's 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 how we got the fucking cojones to actually go through with it It's like a circle see
0: i i never watched family matters as a kid and uh and like whenever you're a kid and you don't really
1: know the name of a show i called it
0: steve urkel
1: oh uh, yeah you guys it steve urkel yo know, they did that did you did you get that far in the simpsons where uh the alien there's the alien in town and homer saw an alien late at night in the woods and he's trying to tell everybody but before the alien left they uh the alien soaked Homer in booze so no one would believe him because he's like drenched in booze and he's going to come home telling a crazy story and he's like telling the whole town like he's like and he's skinny and he's got a high streaky voice like Urkel and he shows up every Friday night like Urkel (laughs) he even calls it Urkel so (laughs) but uh, it's a good show man I almost wanted to recommend doing the Halloween episodes of Family Matters for for October exploitation thing because they had the Stevel. There, there's episodes where there's a killer doll version of Steve. I think
0: I, I, think I, I saw bits and pieces. Like whenever I'd be babysitted, I think I remember
1: that. It's kind of scary, actually. It's kind of freaky, and it's Stevel, and he's like, you know, killing, killing people as as only they can get away with on primetime TV. But uh, it's pretty fucking scary. And there's another episode where Stevel returns, but Carl has one too. <laughs> there's Stevel and Carl, evil Carl. Uh, that's dark Yeah, it's pretty fucking funny. So, uh, I don't know. I don't think we talked about this movie as much as it deserved to be talked about, but <laughs> <laughs> but we talked about some fun shit. Uh, I love this movie though. So, since you said you think you put the uh, the third one above the first one, I'm gonna I'm gonna assume that your ranking goes three, one, two, then probably four and five by default. Um, yeah, maybe. It's been a while since I seen
0: two, actually.
1: Uh, so uh, maybe we'll get around to it I just it's uh, it's actually kind of similar to the reason why I hate a lot of second movies like you know things like Hellraiser or things like um, what was another example of that I can't think of it uh, it just it's as bad it, I don't like it as much as I do because it just taints the first one the third one stands on its own it's a, it's an entire different vibe uh, it's got the buddy comedy thing going on for it uh, different type of you know it's 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 Let's take Die Hard and let's take it to the streets. Let's make it open world now instead of confined. You know, until mm-hmm. like the second one, it's just too much like the first one. It fucking fails. I don't know. Yeah. It just it, that's what I don't like about it, and it's just it's just forgettable. The villain's not as good. William Sadler's not as good. John McClane's is not as funny. Uh, the
0: best way to watch it is the TV version where they censored the cuss words. Mr. Falcon. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah, it's stupid. Dude, that scene where he gets blasted out of the fucking jet or whatever, and he's flying up to the screen, you know, and he's in that seat. Ugh! It looks ridiculous, man. But uh, this is pretty iconic, too, them playing the uh, the symphony, the orchestra shit. Mm-hmm. I, don't know, I don't know what conductor, I don't know what composer did this, man. I don't know. But uh, it's very, very close for me, but I, I guess I have to give the first one because of what it started. And then uh, I think the third one, man, it's, it's almost like a... a terminator t2 situation where they made two very fucking good movies and they're both kind of fucking great for what they are because they're both kind of different um so you know directed by the same guy maybe they should just let him come back that's what well he was fucking doing time man Mm -hmm. for being kind of a scumbag i don't know yeah so who knows but that doesn't always lead to a good movie we've been over that before Mm mm-hmm you know, it's like, uh, oh, let's, let's get, uh, Shane Black. He was in the first Predator, so maybe, you know, him knowing the original so well, maybe he'll make a good Predator director. And he's, he's been on a hot streak as far as directing his own films, you know, he's made some good ones. Maybe he'll do this justice. And I still haven't seen that fucking movie, but I hear it's terrible. The new one?
0: I've heard that too, and I heard fucking, uh, uh, who was it came back and, uh, co wrote the script? Uh, the guy that did like uh fucking
1: Oh forty eight was it the guy who did forty eight hours like a Walter Hill and shit or no? Am I thinking
0: Uh maybe he was one of them, uh I think the other guy was uh, Fred Decker, the guy that did like
1: Monster Squad and Night of the Creeps. Let me just double check who did that. Um it, this one's called The Predator, right?
0: Uh is it maybe. That that came out digitally.
1: Okay, The Predator. Let me see here.
0: And so did uh Halloween, the new one. It's it leaked so we could do that. Whatever. You want to? It's got Korean subs, though, but we could uh, ignore those.
1: Yeah, I mean, we won't get busted if we're just doing a commentary. We can't put any of the fucking film in there, man. We got to... Well, not on YouTube, anyway. Um, we have to, I think we have to be careful when we do stuff like that. We could technically do a commentary. Yeah. And you know what? Hey, guys, if we do do that, I do want to put it out there. If I need to uh, prove to you guys that it's legit, I'm willing to upload my receipt because I pre-ordered the fucking 4K Blu-ray. I bought it.
0: I'm gonna buy it too when it comes out yeah
1: I bought it I've got I've already paid for it and I'm gonna get it in the mail as soon as it I think it comes out in December, doesn't it?
0: Yeah Fred Decker Shane Black
1: wrote it okay, but hey, doesn't Halloween come out in December like really soon? um I want to say it's not coming out uh until the beginning of next year. Let me see. well, I mean Christmas would make sense because they're not gonna make any more money off Halloween in December for that holiday and they might as well release it for the holiday shopping, right? Mm-hmm. Let's see if it's got a release date. Oh fuck! You're right, January 15.
0: Yeah, which is around the time the fucking remake of fucking Resident Evil 2 comes out.
1: Whoa, 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 whoa! I'm getting conflicting things here on Amazon. It says this title will be released on January 15, 2019, but it also says this title will be released on December 18, 2018. Which yeah. one is it? Hold on, hold on. Uh, maybe it's gonna be on video on demand at the end of December. Yeah, maybe. Okay, so fuck. I really want to do it. Well, the thing is we don't have time to do it in December anyway. Mm -hmm. Right. So maybe that should be the very first movie we do for January. Yeah. Maybe that's what we'll do. So we're going to knock out this December month. We got going here. We listed a whole fucking ton of good movies. We want to hit. Uh, Let us know if you guys have any other suggestions or if maybe they're out of the movies that we did suggest, if there's, you want us to prioritize them in a certain way, because you know, uh, we're gonna obviously get at least four movies. I think the live stream is a great idea to do some specials. That'd be a lot of fun because we can knock out a handful of those things. And, um, I am in love with the Ghostbusters 2 idea to have that for like, uh, New Year's Eve or something like that or New Year's Day, right? I think that's a great idea. And, mm. uh, maybe we can make room for a little bit of that fucking Kurt Cameron bullshit. Yeah. To have one to pick on. So we got a lot of shit to go through. We'll see what we can do. Um, but. I think as soon as we post something like, cause Ghostbusters might, I'm going to look at what day uh, New Year's falls on because that just might have to be a bonus. Let me double check because uh, January. Yeah, that's, that's a Tuesday, man. So you know, Monday is New Year's Eve and New Year's day is a Tuesday. So we might have a bonus episode for you guys. And maybe Wednesday we should try and work hard and maybe we can uh, have uh Halloween. Mm-hmm. Maybe that could be sort of the plan, but uh Anyway, if you guys are listening to this as of right now, you guys can go to our Twitch account and watch our Retro Rampage live stream that we referenced at the start of the show. Uh, by now, it's probably on YouTube as well. We'd really appreciate it if you guys went over to Twitch and subscribe there because that's where you're going to watch us when we go live. Uh We went live at 8 p.m. uh Central Time, and I think that's probably a good place to kind of try and keep it. Obviously, if it changes... Our schedules might differ a little bit. We'll always let you guys know, but we're going to try and keep it in that ballpark. Um, also, obviously, YouTube, subscribe, hit the notification bell, all the good stuff. Share us around. Your mothers, your grandmothers, anybody you think might like us or hate us, fucking spread the love. and. and, and you know, give us shouts out. And also, uh, if you guys are purists to the podcast format, check out the links in the descriptions of something like YouTube. We're going to have links to take you to our Apple podcasts, uh, Google Play, uh, Stitcher. And most recently, we are now on Spotify. So we're pretty much in your back pocket wherever you want to be. And, uh, and I know we've mentioned it too. Uh, Zach and I are getting really, really, really close to finalizing sort of, um, Patreon ideas, right? Mm hmm
0: we want to make it worth of your while baby and uh yeah this is uh basically yeah if you're the type of person that uh, you know you survive paycheck to paycheck you can't fucking uh, you know afford to give a donation. this we're not talking you, you don't got to worry about it baby uh no. this is uh you know
1: yeah so I'll I'll we'll reiterate again we're always we're going to do what we always do You know, this this show's free, of course, man. We're just a bunch of of fucking slackers that are talking about movies or sometimes not even talking about movies, you know, in the case of, well, maybe this one. But, uh, Mm you know, it's always going to be that way. But, you know, there's a lot of you guys that are real diehards, man. And you guys have been here for a long time. And we would love to be able to do more. And this is even for you guys that can't even support or help. We, we're not asking. You can do whatever. But we want to make sure that if you guys do want to, that you're getting something for it. Mm-hmm. We're not doing. We're not. I don't. You know, I'm not dogging people that just say, hey, look, put, here's a donation link. If you guys want to donate. Whatever, man. I mean, everybody's adults out there. If you want to donate to a show you really like to maybe help, help them get some new gear because you fucking dig what they do. That's cool, too. But I'd rather not go that route. I want to make sure you guys are getting something for it um, so keep doing what you're doing keep rocking in a free world if that's what you like in the way we do things now but we're basically putting together a list of things that we can realistically pull off and do for you guys to make it extra special um, you know we want to make sure we incorporate the things that are expected these days from people from successful podcasts that have done this with success you know with the uh, patrons some of the staples uh, but we obviously want to make sure there's some some cool content in there too because we want to be able to do we want to be able to keep this up. I'm not, like I said, the show will always be free. Now, of course, the, we, what we can't promise is because we can't predict what's going to happen tomorrow is our availability, right? We get older. Shit happens. Like I said, we're being pulled in every direction. We got jobs. We got stuff to support. We got families. So I would really, 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 really like to keep up the pace that we have. Not only that, I want, I would like to do more. I would like to do even more stuff just for everybody in general, not counting the special stuff. But like I said, it's that that might be where support comes in. Because like I said, I don't think we'll ever stop doing it. But uh, I don't want to get to a point where we have to, all right, well, now we're going to record once every couple of weeks and then once a month or whatever. And, um, you know, just because life happens. So, mm-hmm. but... Anyway, that's what all this is going to be for, and we're super, super close to unveiling ideas for you. And like I said, if you guys, we would really like some suggestions. If you guys have any, you guys have thrown out a few ideas, which we take a note of and appreciate that, and we're 100% on board. But uh, feel free to leave us some more comments if you guys have anything. Maybe if you're somebody that would potentially be interested in doing it, obviously we want to hear from you, because like, what is it you want? Like, What would be cool for you, right? Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, fuck, I mean, so let us know. Uh, and then hopefully hold us accountable. Hold me accountable on a couple of things. Hold me accountable on the deep end. I'm promising you guys. We got to fucking do that. Hopefully that's up this weekend. Um, if I have it my way, that's, that's what I want you guys to hold me up to. And then also hold us accountable that by the next commentary, Zach, let's, let's actually have a game plan to throw it out there on the air. Mm-hmm. All right, so that's all I got, Zach. You got any last comments, man? Anything, Mac and Zach? You want to pitch?
0: Oh, uh, fucking December, baby. We got the fucking month of leprechaun, uh, two dead babies.
1: That's fucking out of left field. Uh, fuck,
0: yeah, that's that was the point. Uh, the first part, uh, uh fuck, we recorded part three. Uh might be up by now. Uh, I think we're gonna start putting them up on Mondays.
1: Oh, Mac and Zach Mondays. Yeah, mm-hmm. that well, that, that that just makes total fucking sense.
0: Exactly and Mondays suck, but we could make Mac and Zach make it better for you,
1: yeah, exactly man uh Mac and Zach Mondays um we got our commentary Wednesdays, and like I said man, by the way, another thing that i I can assure you the fucking support would definitely help is I want to be able to do deep end more often, I keep saying like it's gonna happen and but they're just so few and far between, but because we can't mm-hmm. we can't stray away from the commentaries because that's kind of the the meat of the show and that's that's what we love doing but man I would love to be able to do uh uh deep end on a regular basis and if we did it on a on a weekly basis I don't know I I don't know I just really really like to do it but um and who knows we actually got a couple of ideas for some other shows that I mean I I don't want to speak too early on it but there might be potential for a couple other shows joining the network maybe mm-hmm. so if if we'll give you more information when that uh, stuff develops but that's all we got Thank you guys so much for joining us. We look forward to you joining us further for the rest of December, and uh, let us know your feedback and what we got going on this month. That's all we got. Catch you guys later. Bye bye, Publix.
0: You better watch out. You better not cry. You better not pout. I'm telling you why. Why? Santa Claus is coming to town. Gather round. He's making a list, checking it twice. He's gonna find out who's naughty and nice. Santa Claus is coming to town. Sleeping, he knows when you're awake. He knows if you've been bad or good, so, so be good, good for goodness sake. You, you better watch out, you better not cry. You better not, power. I'm telling you why Santa Claus is coming to die. You better watch out, you better not cry. You better not, power. I'm telling you why Santa Claus is coming. You mean the big fat man with the long white beard? He's coming to town! Come out to the coast, we'll get together, have a few laughs.